Once again, episode 112. I am so happy to be here with you guys tonight. I am uh, joined, as always, with my resident homies, Casey and Joel. We'll see the Professor Joseph soon. Um, we are joined by a true legend in my eyes, I'm sure with many of your eyes as well. Um, another one of those guys that I've been listening to for 20 plus years, and um, his his art has... has been such an inspiration to me throughout my whole entire career doing this type of music and i'm i'm very honored it's such a pleasure to be joined by luke lemay of gorguts what's going on luke thank you thank you thanks for your nice words no, yes I'm man. happy to be here tonight it, it took a while but uh it did <laughs> hey i got you i i had you on the hook and i didn't let go man <laughs> Yeah, we, oh, me and me and Luke have actually been going back and forth since early uh, 2022, and he's a busy man, and and I respect that. I always popped in and made sure that you knew that I was still wanting you to come on the show, and uh, persistence has got us here. So I love that, and uh, yeah, dude, thank you again. This is this is great. This is my pleasure. This my makes pleasure. me feel truly like we're doing we're doing good work with this show and, and it, it's just a big payoff to be able to get somebody like you. So thanks Luke. Oh, thank you. That, that's very nice of you. But anyway, I, as I said earlier, you know, I, I watched, uh, I, I watched the, 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 the podcast every now and then, and you guys do great work. So I'm, I'm more than happy to, uh, to join uh, with you guys. Well, that, that, that oh, makes me you. feel really good. I'm, I'm so glad that it, it's come across your radar. I don't know if it was just because of me, but it doesn't matter <laughs> that you've watched the show is something that is just, it blows my mind. So um, thank you for that. And um, before we move forward, let's do the damn thing with the plugs here. We got uh, some cool stuff, obviously, battleforgecoffee.com. I want you guys to go over there and check out what they got. They're doing good things over there. Our friends over in Deeds of Flesh um, started a coffee company, guys. They got uh, swag. They got coffee. They got everything you need. So go check that out. Support the underground. And then uh, big news for the podcast. We finally do have merch up again, guys. CaliDeathPodcast.BigCartel.com. <laughs> There's two different designs. Um, it is an OG style shirt that we have, but we switched it over to the right chest because of all you guitar players, your straps were getting in the way for us to see our logo. So <laughs> we switched it over to the right side. Guitar players. <laughs> live yep. now. Live. Yep. Just, just went live just now. It did just go live now. And um, we also have a new design. It is a full color design. And it is the the design that you would have seen at, on the episode 100 episode. That is a design that we wanted to get on a shirt. We, you know, got it made and purchased, but we got too lazy in actually getting it on shirts. And now it's finally on shirts, guys. So go uh, support the. Sh if you want to support us, then keep this thing going smoothly. Then uh, hit us up at CaliDeathPodcast.BigCartel.com and. Uh, help support the show and uh luke for you bro i want to get some plugs for you where where can people go to get gore guts information merchandise all that kind of stuff 
Uh, merchandise, I haven't been this uh, much uh, productive uh, in the past couple of years on that, you know, but you can go on the G uh, GSR for that. We have a, we have a page there. But uh, other than that, you know, for information and what's up, you know, those things, uh, the uh, uh, people can go on the Facebook page. That's the uh, that's the best uh, resource. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Go over there and uh, support uh, this man and and his bandmates. It's great art. And also, if you're uh, new to the show, I'm sure that some of you have come here to uh, see Luke and uh if you're new to this thing, um, we do it every week. It's live on twitch.tv. Um, we do it, uh, and then it's uploaded on YouTube as soon as we can do it after, usually the next day. Um, Spotify. Yeah, we've been doing it for a couple of years now, and we love all the people that we've come across so far, and uh, we still love doing it, and we'll be doing it for a long time. So if you uh, are new to this, subscribe and help us out hit up that youtube page subscribe to that i'll follow all the social media instagram facebook yeah jill mentioned spotify and apple podcasts are on there as well. all that yeah, yeah we're spotify. all over there and um, and if you're new to twitch uh subscribe to our show too oh, yeah. get twitchy with it and that <laughs> is it we are through the plugs guys so um luke yes thank you so much again I'm, uh, I, I want to hear everything, how the show goes. We, we like to go as far back into your past as possible. Mm -hmm. If you, uh, have an early, early memory of, because uh, there's that moment when you're listening to music as a child where it isn't, it just, I always say this is, I've said it 112 episodes basically, but it stops being just background noise something clicks with you and makes totally. your attention go to the music. So yeah. if you can find one of those for us, that would be rad. Oh, there's a few, there's a few, uh, but as, as young as I can go, I mean, uh, in the house home, uh, it was, uh, you know, dad would play a lot of country. He likes his American country, you know, Johnny Cash, Buscar Willie, Ricky Skaggs, you know, uh, more the 70s and 80s uh, uh, country player. Which where did you Where like. did you grow up, Luke? Oh, I grew up in a small town, uh, Denville, which is about uh, let's say 15 minutes from where I live now. I, I live now in a town called Richmond. There's like a million Richmond, you know, especially in the states. Yeah, there's a Richmond right right a half yeah. an hour from me right now. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, but the, the the town where I am, actually, I'm in uh, Melbourne County. And uh, it's about the uh, 3,500 uh, uh, population. Everybody knows everybody, you know. So, so I kind of came back after Montreal to the small town uh, thing, you know, which I always liked. I mean, don't get me wrong, love going into big cities and everything, but I like to come back to the gravel road here once I'm uh, I'm done with the traffic and uh, right. uh, you know, love seeing people and everything. But I like, you know, uh, I like the 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 more peaceful uh, life here I yeah. like the, the, and here i live in the country you know i'm i, I had the, there's a small house uh where, where i live here i've been here for uh let's say close to 10 years now buddy of mine you know it's a farmland and that was a little empty house you know we met because i carved the sign for uh for his business back then hmm. i'll come back to the 
to the music uh, at home uh, as a kid, but just to 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 get you in the in the day to day thing, you know. So yeah, so it's total country life, man. Fucking uh, working at the sawmill, uh, working at the workshop, and fucking cranking uh, the boogie here up to eleven, and then it doesn't mm -hmm. bother anybody. So it's all good. That's what's up, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I kind of figured that that would be uh, uh, a good place for someone like you to be. Just the balance of yeah you love being around people and getting into the city but you also have to have that duality that balance yeah. where you you can get away from everything and and yeah. kind of just hone your craft nobody's going to bother you yeah you're not yeah. going to bother anybody yeah and my friends he's like this as well you know uh he, wor he worked all over the world and stuff but i mean uh, nobody comes here you know so i feel very 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 lucky you know to have uh my foot here you know and uh, to, to 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 settle you know and i i made a nice studio you know so it's it, it's it's just perfect for composition you know i love it you know you can go for a walk in the woods fucking uh, i drive uh not even five minutes and i'm I, i'm at the workshop you know so it's, it's killer just, uh, i I, lo I love it so so coming back to when i grew up it was the same the same life pretty much you know very small town like three thousand people in danville i'm saying which is about uh, 10 15 minutes from here my family's there still you know my mom's there my brother's there so that's where i grew up small town little school you know lots of music home dad was playing uh, uh, acoustic guitar singing a lot of uh, elvis and buscar willie and all these uh, country guys you know from the 70s and stuff so that was my first immersion uh, in, I believe, but mm -hmm. maybe not even a block away. I had uh, a few cousins uh, living there and uh, my cousin, I uh, really enjoy spending time there every now and then. And he had, um, how do you call that? Uh, it's a, it, it's a vinyl, but a, a 45, you know, the, the yeah. small one, is that mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 45 but and it was uh, it was uh, uh, Iron Maiden uh, forty five. But what what was nice. the fucking song on this? I think it was a number of the beast, but like single or something. Mm. Anyway, so he had that, and he had uh, Maiden Japan. And uh, I think he just gave me the Maiden Japan thing, which Diano sings on. Uh, uh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah sure and yeah. dude that was I, I remember running free i think mm -hmm. it's my first goosebump the drum fills it's like wow love the energy uh that's I a crazy I, feeling when you first get that goosebump feeling from yeah, listening to but, something but you, you you can't really explain it so maybe that's that takes you back to the real stuff and the basics you know you right. love it because you love it there's energy and i remember doing air drumming without knowing it was air drumming you dude i wasn't fucking grade school you know? <laughs> uh, right, right, it was right. maybe in uh made in japan what year is that uh, i'm 51. was it like so, 81 in 80 something 80? so i might have been uh, not even uh not even 10 yet you know yeah so anyway how did your dad like? I mean, like being anyone. from Quebec and stuff. How did your dad get into country? You know, like that's some such a kind of a that's for being a good like question. You yeah, because I, I bring it up all the time in interviews. You know, how mm -hmm. did the music uh, relationship with music started and everything? Of course, that 
you know we yeah. had those uh, eight track cassettes and the pickup truck mm -hmm. going on fishing trip and he would sing the lyrics roughly right you know but uh, <laughs> but, he, but, yeah, but he speaks good english no problem you know but yeah. that's a very good question maybe but but him as a teenager i remember seeing picture of him jamming you know of course the the big elvis thing you know mm. and what i remember home we had this uh but i mean he had you know a box with music sheets mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh and he had this uh, elvis book you know like uh, you know like those beetle book you know which anthology or whatever so right. so, uh, so i remember not reading music yet but being always liking being into around music books and you know every sunday would take out the box and fucking jam pretty much all the same song oh he was big fan of willie nelson as well so okay okay big big fan of willie uh you know uh yeah so so that was it yeah, yeah and you guys are kind of doing the same like living the same lifestyle of like you know, because whenever I think of country, I think of like American guys, like oh, down the country, blue. You know, like ee, ee, you know, like and it's, it's. I've heard a lot of people in other countries that actually listen to that style of music, and it's it's. I don't know. It's just new for me to hear that because I don't really hear people listening to American country outside of America because they're just like and, red, right. white, and blue, and wee, like you know and, what I mean. And, like and you know, uh, Joel, is that right? Yeah, yeah, Joel. Joel. And and you know, uh, Joel, because we have country in Quebec yeah like french singing country and, oh, okay. and we call that uh uh western we don't call that country oh, so it. western means it's going to be country music and we have those big festivals here and on fairs and this and that but they're going to sing in french and they, dude that never clicked with me and yeah. i'm french speaking you know but <laughs> first and i don't even have to think about it it and and you know you you hear a song you like and you hear a song you don't like you don't have to think about it for a fucking half <laughs> yeah, an yeah. hour you know yeah so yeah, same sense. thing you know the, this French uh, the, this French country music uh, uh, aesthetic I like to talk about music as aesthetics you know you're gonna hear yeah. me maybe often uh, related to that mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. that sound never 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 made it because maybe that's why. Maybe it's because I grew up with the English sounding uh, one, you know, Willie, uh, Johnny Cash, you know, and uh, mm -hmm, I kind of mm -hmm. like I like this aesthetic better. And 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 grow, growing up with this music, uh, a couple years back, you know, uh, I took uh, uh, for for a while, you know, I subscribed to Sirius, you know, just to you know listen to other stuff. And dude, I was always on the fucking uh, country music channel. I, mm -hmm. I I love it. it. It always stuck with me. I'm not buying any records or whatever, but it's let's say we drive, we're on tour when we go through Tennessee and there's country music. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like, dude, switch the fucking channel. No, I, I, I love that sound. I love that sound. You know. So. Yeah, yeah, like you said, it matches the aesthetic of like driving through the country or whether it's in Quebec or in. Yeah. It kind of just has a. It's like listening to. Sometimes I, I don't listen to a lot of black metal, but like when the clouds are low and it's all like murky, I'm like, oh, it works right now. I'm just yeah, the aesthetic there, of it. <laughs> yeah. There, 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 there's a, there's a, every place. There's always a, a new place that can charm us, and there's a there there's a soundtrack to that 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 we like some some. But I totally get what you're saying. You know. Yeah, definitely. But I this agree. being said, I, I didn't grow up like on farmland or in the country or whatever. Mm -hmm. We live like in, in, in town, but I mean, it's fucking 3,000 people, you know, downtown. 
<laughs> you yeah. go full circle pretty quick, you know. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, but you, music music wise, uh, I think that was the first, very first, first, first uh, aesthetic style, music style that I encountered. Encounter? Can I say that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah. And then you know, uh, uh, older sister, but she's like a year and a half, two year, two let's say two years older than me, dude. Shout at the devil, mm-hmm. uh, lover boy, the rock, mm-hmm. the good good rock guitar. You know, the dude, she was cranking the fucking tape, and we had a a, a, a common uh, uh, wall. You know, and you can <laughs> hear, right hear here, the yeah. music is so loud. I mean. But that that I'm very grateful for that. That was never a complaint in the house. Hey, put down your music; it's too loud. You you like it? Just crank it. You know? My parents were the same way, dude. Yeah. They may not have liked my music, but they yeah. never told me to turn it down because they figured, you know, he's safe in his room enjoying art it's right healthy. now. That's you a know? healthy yeah. buzz, you know. So yeah. Uh, so Definitely. that's another music, you know, that I encounter. But I. How old is your? How much older is your sister? I'm sorry. How much older is your sister than you? My sister is like two years, and I have a younger brother. But him, he's more into he, he likes his country, he likes his jazz more, you know. Uh, okay. that, that's that's his thing, you know. So uh, I mean, nice. like his metal every now and then, but uh, yeah. But we're very different uh, music, and he, I mean, he and he's accomplished guitar player. He teaches guitar, and me, that's something I never did teaching, you know. But but hmm. we all. We and jazz, we never listened to jazz home, but at some point it just it clicked with him, you know. So we right. have all different uh tastes, you know. So uh, that's good, that's a good yeah, yeah. starting point to have all those tastes. I'm sorry, around it. I was gonna say that's a good starting point for yeah, yeah. you. And, and it, go yeah, ahead. I'm sorry, and, and, and another memory, very, very, very strong memory is a grade uh, six. In grade school and uh, uh, 1984, when uh, when uh, Van Halen uh, 84 yeah. came out, Dude, Definitely. I played that record so much. So so that was a very very strong. That's before the, the whole Possess, Celtic Frost, and uh, even Metallica came later in the picture than Possess and stuff. But anyway, so these were the the first uh, music you know that I uh, I've listened to the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The records so to speak yeah so it was mainly rock oriented stuff that you're being drawn to i mean i was kind of exposed to that but but on my own i wouldn't say i'm gonna buy like a rock record you know mm-hmm. but for some reason uh, that maiden record always stuck with me and then in school when i started uh, uh high school then you meet new people mm-hmm. younger metalheads and right. they expose yourself to uh, to uh, new uh, new bands, and so so that that went in the in the heavy uh, alley uh, pretty quickly. And even uh, let me let me let me remember, dude. I think I think that the, uh, the would you know what year uh, Darkness Descends from a uh, Dark Angel uh, came out? Because I was a big fan of Dark Angel back in oh, even more than Slayer, you know. Right. Um... Yeah. I wasn't too. Looking it up right now. You got it. Cool. I was gonna look uh, it up. Eighty-six November. Eighty-six. So you see, it's good. Yeah. after Van Halen. You know, I. You know the 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 because that was extreme music for the time as well. You know. Oh yeah. So uh, so that's a record that that 
I remember I had that. I had, I still and that sounds that. that sounds like a, a natural progression too, yeah. to be be into the Van Halen and the Maiden and stuff in '84, and then two yeah. years later, yeah. that that next upgrade of of. But but I'm trying to remember when when is the first time that I heard the Possess? If it was in school or something, just I don't remember. But that that was that was a big uh, big thing. That was '86, wasn't it? That was when it came out. Or was it earlier than that? Oh, it's earlier because uh, Scrib Bloody Gore is uh, 80, 80, 86, 87. I don't yeah. Know. I just know. I, I, Maybe 85-ish uh, or something? I always read the story that those guys were in high school in San Francisco and trying to define their sound, and they came up with the term death metal. You know, that's that that is the origin story of the term death metal is them being in class trying to f- categorize their music what what a beautiful accident <laughs> yes exactly yeah. yeah but they had a song called death metal you remember yeah yeah on seven churches right, yeah, yeah, right. you got you got to as as a fan of death metal you should at least check out seven churches by possessed because of arguably that that's what started it all right as, as a music taste for me but it didn't make me pick up a guitar yet but we were getting closer you know but that record is very 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 important for me very totally important. yeah so you were talking about getting into high school and meeting new people yeah um tell us about some of the first friends you met in high school that that were exposing you to the more extreme stuff and yeah so yeah. there's a, there's a friend which we uh we actually uh spoke over we're still friend today you know we uh any uh his name's frank mm-hmm. so so I, I might mention him uh, down the road a, a few times because you see uh he had a big influence on me you know and uh he made me meet other people, which led to what I'm doing today. But but you, you'll see. So so for first year of high school, you know, you play smart ass kid, blah blah blah, and you you want to be a little tough, you know, and you listen to metal. So we kind of got together quickly, Frank and I. He was he he was playing electric guitar already. I was so impressed by this, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like my possessed already, or we were close to the and, and he knew about that record too, but he was more uh, a jump in the fire guy, Metallica, you know. Me, yeah, kill them all, never clicked much with me. Even today, I, I gave it a few shots, but the, me, I started more with Master of Puppet. But anyway, so you get the picture. So Frank's yeah. listening to yeah, and his brother, uh, older brother, plays bass, and we became good buddies because uh, he was drawing a lot, and me, I was drawing a lot too. So it was something uh, that we connected to, you know. And then we like to uh, to draw like fictive uh, band name logo, and we would show, like, a, a, let's say, oh, check this out, you know. It, I mean, these weren't even real bands, you know. We were just right. drawing uh, band logos, you know. Totally. And we, we, we really liked doing that. And I would spend time at his place, you know, I, and I would watch him and his brother play. And I was like, holy shit, this is so much fun, you know. And uh, and he had a very big influence on me on that. And he, and, and he liked Possess. And I remember one weekend, that was an important weekend because his parents were away and his uh, older brother 
had a bunch of friends at the house who were playing pool and blah, blah, blah. And one of the guy brought uh, Morbid Tales and uh, Hellhammer Apocalyptic Raid on tapes. And dude, I remember we spent the whole weekend uh, in his room and we were just flipping the tape all the time. And his <laughs> yeah. success and Celtic Frost. And uh, we were like, dude, that's the shit, you know? So yeah. it was getting uh, more extreme. And I remember first time I heard Ring and Blood, it was at his place as well. So uh, so he had a big influence on me on wanting to play electric guitar. And, and then when Scream Bloody Gar came out, I, I said, that's what I want to do right away. You know, yeah. I really want to do it. So that, so now uh, I, 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 uh, now I jump, you know, full, full, uh, full thing. So my dad had a, had a ovation guitar home, you know, which I could plug in a little amp, but I didn't have any distortion or anything. And I remember him complaining, stop, uh, stop detuning my guitar. I would tune it down. <laughs> Was, and then he wanted to play his country, and it was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> flappy uh, strings, you know, and the neck, you know. I didn't take care of the neck at all. I didn't know any of that right. the thing, you know. Anyway, so so that's when I started to learn, you know, by ear. I remember like the Exorcist, you know, that 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 the riff, you know, and uh, right. mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so. And then the, the the first guitar, I put some money aside, you know, and it was in, in uh, uh, third grade of, of high school. I, I say it this way because you guys uh, have different way of... Uh, right, so that would be junior, called a junior. junior year for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so winter of the third year of high school, I got my first uh, electric guitar. Yeah, yeah. Little uh, DOD uh, red uh, distortion thing. Which sounded like crap, but anyway, hey, you work with the, what you got. Right, right. Yeah, now it's like I got two, the, the two X effects and the whole thing, uh, you know, the, the boogies and everything. But, you know, back then, that was. It dirtied up. The, it, it dirtied the signal up. That's all you needed. Just need a little dirty exactly. of the. Yeah, Ex just dirty it up. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then starting to learn some. Uh, uh, I think the first riff I learned was uh, March of the SUD back then. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I was going to ask you because I was listening to just, you know, I was working today and I was listening to some gore guts and I was listening just on live stuff on YouTube and it the, it randomly went to SOD like out of nowhere. And I, I've been listening to a lot of SOD lately. Just, I mean, that was huge for me and back in the day, like Billy Milano. And, and oh, I remember meeting Billy record, Milano. Huh? Oh, yeah. I remember great meeting record. Billy Milano. He came to one of our shows when we were on tour with uh, Suffocation. And I was like, start, I was like, oh, fuck, that's Billy Milano. Like in Austin, Texas, I was like, whoa that's the that's the scariest guy in metal to me that's like this you know he's like the toughest guy in metal so yeah, was, yeah, yeah yeah but no that that was a huge for me like thrash wise like that was oh i played that record so much this yeah. and uh what else in uh, uh game over from nuclear assault i don't know oh, yeah. nice. so that was yep. my thrash record i had crossover and dealing with it from bri i really enjoyed that music too yeah yeah hell yeah so it sounds like you were really into like Danny Lilker in the beginning because we got SOD and we got nuclear assault. Uh, that's right. Yeah, but that wasn't, I, I, I didn't get to those records because he, he had a foot in each of these bands. It just happened by accident. I right. mean, of course, I connected the dot, but but first thing first was like, oh, I love these songs, you know? So, uh, yeah. Right, definitely, right. Definitely. Yeah. So 
okay you so you you got your first guitar now tell us about the process and how long it took to get to a point where you're playing with other humans yeah so so i get the guitar blah 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 still drawing logos and this and that and i remember you know the 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 do you save any of those logos still? Do you still have any of them? Oh no, 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 no! Oh, I'm so bad. That would have been cool those, to see. Like, like my lyric sheet and everything. I, I don't. I just no. Yeah. No, but uh, uh, I'll come back to the drawing later. But the, one of okay. the oldest drawing that you can find is the emulation demo that I drew that in those years. Okay. Yeah, we should pull that up at some point. So I, I'm I'd sorry? like to be. I'm, I'm telling these guys we should pull that up at some point because I'd like to see that just to yeah, their get a feel demo. of what you were doing. Yeah, it, the drawing was my way to connect with them, and I became friend with with Rob and everything. So that's maybe one of the drawing from those years that you can find. You know. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyway, so get the guitar starting to jam and then uh oh then i remember i got uh, schizophrenia from sepultura in those years on vinyl and i remember yeah. learning by ear uh from the past comes the storm tab ah, holy shit, man that that was uh, <laughs> so that really got me very uh serious and you know got to practice and uh, i was really uh disciplined you know right this. so i get my guitar and then my buddy Frank, we were we're still in high school, and then he starts his band. It's called uh, Damaged, and it's uh, more thrashy. They're playing a lot of Creator. Uh, what mm. else they were playing? They weren't playing any Metallica cover. They were they were more uh, Creator, uh, maybe some Megadeth. I don't remember. I think they played uh, Chapel of Ghouls, which was on the Grand Crushers back then. You remember? It was like one of the first Morbid Angel single, you know, that came out. And uh, mm -hmm. anyway, so Frank, uh, he's got a band, but it wasn't with his brother and it was pretty heavy and everything. And dude, me, I was like, uh, like a third wheel, you know, for them. I was like, dude, I really want to play with you guys. I really want to play. And then the drummer calls me one day. It's like, uh, thanks, but no thanks. It's like, we're we going to stay as a three piece. So thank you <laughs> politely. But me is like, nah, you know, yeah, yeah, like too enthusiastic. It's like, okay, the, the, relax. No, we, we, we're going to do our things. And uh, okay. And then I tried to find people and it's not really working. And then I find uh, uh, two guys in Sherbrooke. Mm -hmm. And then we learned some Slayer, some uh, a few covers, but we didn't write any composition together. And then I get a call that uh, damage, you know, my buddy Frank and and uh, and the bass player, which is which was Steve Cloutier that plays on Obscura and from Wisdom. Okay. Oh shit. So that, that's from those days that we, we know each other. So they moved to Quebec City and they kicked the drummer out, which is Stefan that plays on Considered Dead. Okay. Oh, wow. So, and and Stefan, you know, to me, you know, very good mm -hmm. drummer. So that he's the one I need, you know, to get my shit uh, together. So we met in mm -hmm. the summer of uh, 89, August, and uh, we started Gorguts. So that's how it started. 
so I did I did play I did have like 20 bands before or whatever you know I played with the two Stefans uh, which which form uh, Purulence with Big Steve mm-hmm. and me I went with uh, Stefan that used to play with my buddy Frank you know when we formed Gorgots and that was it yeah so awesome. with, like, starting off with Gorgots like what was your first initial ooh, first initial sorry, like uh, starting off starting with Gorgots like what was your first like goal and Anthony had to restart his computer because he was freaking out. But uh, what was your first goal in, in like in the style of music? Just straight at this you know, death metal. Death me, metal. I, I really, oh man, I mean, Scream Bloody Gore was like, I want to yeah. play music like this. And then Leprosy yeah. came yeah. out also, and it's like, dude, yeah, yeah, dude, dude, okay, yeah. Dude. Even, even, uh, I don't know if we had recorded our demo yet, but Spiritual Healing was out as well okay so so we had that you know and uh, uh on our radar you know so that really raised the bar because dude spiritual all the leads and everything with murphy and, and the execution even leprosy it's dude that didn't take a wrinkle you listen to that today for all those old school death metal fans wave or whatever and that didn't age at all you know it's very well executed you mm. know and it sounds yeah. great this so, is a good question. So, How did you so, come up with the name Gorguts? Ah, that's a, that, 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 that's a good question. Thanks for asking. It, it was our friend uh, Bob where we were uh, rehearsing. And uh, blah, blah, blah. So we have been, and he was a drummer and he played uh, with uh, uh, other friends uh, of mine. Mm-hmm. And he was a big horror fan, you know, Fangoria. And dude, I think at some point yeah. his, his day-to-day car was a fucking... Uh, Hearse. <laughs> is that what we say? Hearse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. So, so he was really into horror and, and uh, all, all those things. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I remember him telling me one day, it's like, hey, man, when I have enough time, I would like to do this side project all about horror. And it wasn't the years of carcass uh, reek of putrefaction and all. So there was a big sure. buzz, you know, for the, the gory stuff. And then he goes like, dude, I'd like to, to get this project going. And I would call that Gorguts, you know. So and me, I thought, oh, man, that's a great name. And uh, one day, I just asked him, we were jamming in his basement. I said, hey, Bob, I mean, I've been trying to to, to think about a name. And I just can't, can't came up with anything. Do you mind if we take the Gorguts name? Oh, it's okay. <laughs> take it. I don't have time to do my project anyway. So that's how it came up. <laughs> Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, yeah. I've noticed just like in your style, like going from, you know, to uh, like erosion of sanity, like it went from kind of, I want to say scream buddy gore style to like, you know, like in the pocket and to, to kind of go into like more technical and more like starting to be more riffy. Like what were the, uh, so, I mean, obviously like most metalheads, they start like at Iron Maiden, they go to they, they step up to the ladder more crazy or crazy or crazy. So was that kind of the same like a uh, thing with you guys just getting like more technical, adding more like maybe we're jazzier. I mean, like shreddier parts or parts of different time signatures and stuff like that. But me, what what did it for uh, what brought the erosion uh, aesthetic for me is when I saw uh, suffocation uh, jamming. Yep. That's yeah. And I mean, you listen to uh, erosion and it's totally suffocation influence totally, oh, interesting. Totally, totally. Wow, interesting and i have no problem saying this you know it's i mean it's uh dude dude i i, I went i went to new york city to do interviews at roadrunner uh when considered dead came out 
And uh, then Monty said, uh, or I asked him, I said, dude, would you have the phone number from the guys uh, of suffocation? Because I was staying in New York City for two days. You know, I, I went then, mm-hmm. I went down there by train and uh, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I had heard their record at more sound before it came out because Scott was remixing it or uh, and, right. and, and, and it was there. Yeah. I'm sorry. Scott Burns, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, and and they had they had went in the studio like a month before us or something, you know. So and but me, I knew about their music because I saw them at Day of Death in Buffalo, which was a festival, you know, that Emulation played. Cannibal was there, and I bought the Suffocation demo there. That was before Human Waste, I believe. Yeah. And then I go to uh, we go to Morris Sound. I get to hear uh, I get to hear um, uh, Effigy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, dude, yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable, you know. So when I went to New York City to do the interviews, I asked mm-hmm. Monty to get a phone number to 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 call one of the guy. I think he gave me Doug uh, Cerrito a phone number or something. Mm-hmm. Hey, dude, what's up? Uh, I'm Luke. Uh, hey, uh, from Gorkas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we like our your record. Blah blah. I said, dude, I'm in town. You guys want to hang out? I'd, I would really love to to meet you. You know. And yeah. even today, when I like a band and they come to Montreal, I love to go meet them. I bring my CDs. I'm total fanboy. I have no problem. Oh <laughs> yeah, this. definitely. So when I like some, when I like somebody else's craft, you know, I really want to share with them. And, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so I really you guys end up, you guys end up relocating the to Montreal. I'm sorry. Did you guys relocate to Montreal? Oh, but that was way later. Oh, way later. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. What yeah I was I mean, way later. It was in uh in uh, ninety five. Okay, okay. Come what I was going to comment talk, on we're, was we're talking 90, 90, uh, 91, 90, 91, 92. Okay, okay. I was like hearing. I was like hearing how you guys would uh, get in touch with each other because not a lot of people talk on the phone anymore today. You know, and and we are old enough to where phone conversations are still a thing. At least in our friend, you know, circle. But back then, that was really the only way you can get a hold of somebody. And I've heard so many stories on this show and outside of this show where back at that, at that time, it was if you wanted to get a hold of somebody, you got to look them up in the phone book and 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 try all the Chuck Shoulders in Florida to get a hold of <laughs> Chuck. You know, yeah. And 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 so it's just it I, that was my comment on that. Like it, here we go again. It's a guy who was there at the beginning gets a phone number and you just call it and and hopefully whoever is on the other end is yeah. The but, guy. but 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 this way I, I knew I was gonna get the right person because Mon- Monty gave me the phone number. And there I you go. Yeah, the it wasn't looking up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so. Get Doug on the phone. Hey, what's up? Blah blah blah. I'd like to meet you guys. He said, "Fine." I I said, uh, "I'm getting done with the interview." I, I was doing from uh, I think it was from eight, eight 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 to eight o'clock. It was like twelve hours over the phone interviews in Europe and cracky phone lines and everything, you know. So, wow. and then I had the whole evening to to uh, to to spare. So, so so Doug, uh, Terrence. And uh, Frank, they uh, <laughs> they came to the office uh, at Roadrunner, mm-hmm. so they came to pick me up, and they, they took me to uh, to Long Island where they live, you know, yeah, at, yeah. At, uh, 
at uh, Mike Smith's uh, house. Okay. But there was no there was no bass player. Uh, uh, Josh wasn't there. Uh, was it Josh? His name, I think, on the first album. Is, is it Josh? Mm. Uh, Sean, uh, Sean. I think it is. Yeah, Barrow. Yeah, or something. Yeah, but I think he wasn't right. there. I, I met him here uh, a couple of years later. But anyway, so there was just Ob, Cerrito, Frank, and uh, and Smith. So we go down. It, it was at Mike Smith's uh, house. And they had their jam spot uh, in the basement. There was a couch in front of the. It was the first time I saw those MPEG uh, stacks, you know, and you know oh, yeah. those MPEG uh, VH1. VH. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, and dude, I think they started Liege or something. <laughs> I just lost my shit. I'm like, what, like, the what? Fuck am I doing with my little, <laughs> my little riff? It's like, dude, dude, Jesus. dude. Wow. Let, let's go back to the drawing board. <laughs> right, yeah. right. That, those moments are key yep. moments that, that oh. I think we all experience where you just see um, a band that's doing something that inspires you plus they're light years ahead of you. But you, you feel they're light years ahead of you at and the time. It's like, yep. how the fuck can you come up with stuff which is so awesome? Oh, yeah, it's, dude. It's, there's not a pick stroke that is bad it's it's it, it you see well, i will say speech. i will I'm say sorry. that effigy and considered are like neck and neck with me oh. in reality the like the for first full lengths of bands mm -hmm. dude those two okay. are are super solid releases for both of those bands so i could see you being inspired and then going back to the drawing board after that you know Dude, and Anthony, the, 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 I remember being in the room and the sound was so good. Oh, dude, it when you feel good. it in your body what? in a jam the, space. I'm sorry? I said when you feel it in your body in a small jam space. Where yeah, but just... a small jam space, we weren't we were like this. It was like, oh, nice couch, you know, like a nice house, you know, yeah, nice neighborhood. Okay. But, uh, and uh, it's it's fine. We can jam at, uh, at our house. No problem. It wasn't like a crusty, punky. But you're all, but... you're all contained in one area, though. Yeah. And experiencing those sound but, waves from the source. But the sound, and, and it was very dry. Dude, I remember like it was uh, yesterday. It was mm. very dry, very clear, but but the execution, they they play so well. So that's <laughs> that's kind of an important part in the equation. So it sounds good too, you know. Yep, your right. finger. But, but they had something. Those super fast palm mutes and everything. I just yeah, I just lost it. Yeah. And 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 I sang uh, infecting uh, the Crips with them. Hell yeah! Hard, yeah. You know? So. Uh, and and uh, just 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 a parenthesis uh, like this, uh, we 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 just released uh, 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 not we but a book was uh, a comic book was released in Quebec uh, before Christmas, and it's uh, the biography of uh, Voivod, the Spice Icon, us. There's a forteresse and uh, and uh, anonymous. And uh, in, in the uh, in, in in our chapter, you know, that tells the story of Gargots. So you have that that moment. It had to be in there, you know. So right. you see me in the couch <laughs> watching them play, <laughs> but on the cartoon, it's very funny, you know. So uh, <laughs> I have to check that out, dude. 
there's there's nothing like that that moment when you see a band like oh you, you think you're pretty good you know like, yeah we're doing pretty good then you see another band you're like what the fuck am, why am i even here i need to like i need to like read i was like consider my whole life like what's going on i feel and we became very good friends to mm-hmm. this day you know to the you know uh suffo they could they play in montreal you know yeah. hey how's it going or we see them in festival and it's like uh it's like that first day you know it's just easy go nice people it's uh just just awesome i kind of feel uh, like with montreal though montreal is very like when we'd always play montreal it'd be great it'd be huge crowds there'd be so many people in other bands and i was i could feel i don't know if it was like it was like a healthy competitive competitiveness in montreal with other bands there and they kind of like kept leveling up and being, you know, oh, we're doing this yeah, crazy thing. Chris. But, yeah. but I, I, I would say I, I totally hear what you're saying, but I, I would bring in a way one kind of inspire in a way that you, you kind of so behind closed door, you kind of want to step up your game a bit. Yeah, you know? right. So that's exactly. how I felt when I saw them perform. You know, it was so important for me. It's a healthy, competitive relation type. Be, relationship yeah but at me i i just i, I see this as an inspiration uh, inspiration it's uh, yeah. oh no it's totally exciting like, i never felt like in competition with them they do their thing you know yeah and we have a different aesthetic yeah know? i think i think inspiration is definitely another word to use in yeah there. i guess like, I, when i use competition it like the healthy competition mm-hmm. is what i've felt it between my peers like we've we've all been close with a, a handful of bands that could be used as inspiration that work healthy competition exactly. could be it's very like, healthy because yeah. hey you and, and you know and i remember ju- just a, a parenthesis i want to i want to keep talking about that suffocation thing because it was so so dear to my heart you know when i met them but uh but i remember back in the days when the uh, big steve be, be, you're, you know, Big Steve that plays on Obscura, you know, b- before mm-hmm. yeah. we, we played together, he, he had this band, Pure Lens. And me, oh. I remember when I was writing Erosion, you know, we would see each other. He would come hang out at my place because we jam in my apartment. And uh, I would hang out to his uh, rehearsing place. And I would say, hey, mm-hmm. dude, check it out. I'm going to play uh, my new song to you. And he would play his new song, his latest to me, you know. So that was this type of inspiration, you know. So it was the same thing, you know. That's how I, that's how I always pictured it, you know, uh, towards Sofo or because we we always had very very different artistic uh, languages, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, and 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 to talk to come back to erosion to me it was my way. Now I see it. It was to me. It's like an ode to 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 their craft. And then people say, "Hey, why don't you write stuff like Erosion again?" I said, "Dude, you just you listen to Suffo. It's okay. You, we don't need to Suffo. <laughs> they, they do it, and uh, you know, I, 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 I'm not even getting to the ankle of fucking Hobbs. You know, when you see him pick and everything, so it's like yeah, that right uh, hand of Hobbs, Jesus. Taba, nah, <laughs> that means only shit in French, by the way. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it is next dude. level shit, dude." Dude, when they when they played at the Fofun in Montreal, uh, Joel, you've been at Fofun or? Oh yeah, yeah, we played there a few times with that with them. We played there with the stuff a few times. Wow. So yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. dude, I love that room. Yeah, it definitely. sounds good, and it's really. You're... Is it still there? It's still there, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, good, good. I heard yeah, a rumor yeah, yeah, that yeah. was going away. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I went to see Revocation this fall uh, there. Uh, oh, nice. With with uh, Chrisian and stuff, but... and uh, <laughs> and Sofo when I saw them there the last time it's like uh, 
I just, dude, I just lose my shit. And dude, I make sure I'm I'm in front of OBS. Yeah, me too. Yep. And I I'm fucking uh uh I don't like the word watching. I'm like oh, <laughs> absorbing. Yeah, and if you if you blink, it, it's it's like a second that you just missed of the show. Dude. And you're pissed that you blinked. <laughs> yeah, it's it's no anyway. that, that when we saw him on the the last uh, Suffo Atheist run, I, same yeah. thing posted up right in front of Terrence. And no matter how much I tried to pay attention to everybody else in that band, <sighs> I my eyes just go back to default stare at Hobbs, dude. He is, dude the amount of guitar player that this man inspired you know and, mm -hmm. and, and myself included you know it's uh and 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 and, and, and we don't talk enough about cerrito because he was able to follow the the oh yeah the, oh, fuck yeah, dude. the, the guy with glasses if you know what i'm saying you know oh, dude cerrito <laughs> with those giant hands and yeah fucking giant you know six foot something and and fucking dude pierce from within live hello uh, I never got to see it, dude. Oh, I, I never. Man. I was too young, man. I but I've I had I had this old VHS tape of, of Suffocation opening for Deicide, like on the uh, Once Upon a Cross tour. It was like ninety. It was like Pearson within in, in that. And I would watch it all the time and shit. And like, but Suffocation had broken up at that time. Like yeah, major, right. Like the, so, when we all got into it, they were already like a year past. Well, yeah. me personally, they were a year past. Despise the sun but uh but but in my artistic journey they were so inspirational so don't 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 no no wonder dude mm -hmm. I was frank's, doing frank's the reason why i started doing death metal vocals dude oh yeah, oh, yeah. they're very very inspiring of course package dude it's just, it's uh, i mean we don't talk like with with praise like i'm doing right now i even they must have done something right, you know? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. man. But, you know, that's what I like about art when I when I just can't contain myself just talking about it, you know? So, yes. That's why we do this, you know? And that's yeah. why we do this podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, Luke, after I a show, like seeing Ubs performing, I mean, yeah. Suffocation, no disrespect to, to Derek and uh, all the boys. I mean, and what a fucking killer lineup they have now. They do. God. Very solid. Very solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So me, I come back home after, you know, I have like hour and a half, two hours driving from Montreal, and I'm, my heart is so light, and it's, it's fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. Right. So, so when I came back to do those interviews at Roadrunner, that was a big leap, you know, but the, <laughs> so... And I was meeting the boys in at Fofun because we were playing with the Dead Horse. Mm -hmm. We had a show on the on on that day, and I remember, you know, I think they already had line check or something, or somebody came pick me up at the train station or whatever. And it's like, guys, I I, I had the same uh, 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 body language. I said, guys. I've seen a UFO on the way here. <laughs> you know, it was the it was the no bullshit face. I mean, right, you, right. You gotta see this life changing yeah. situation. Just pale, yeah. like fuck. I just saw fucking something crazy. Yeah, exactly. You're not gonna believe me, but <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, uh, so that that's and dude, man, I was so and I and I remember when we hit the road with Cannibal and Atheist in '92. I was 
so that and, and that evening was so uh, important for me artistically that I remember. So when we hit the road, I think it was uh, January or February of uh, '92. I already had like uh, almost uh, half of Erosion written. I had like four songs. I remember wow. a hotel room and playing riffs from a path beyond premonition. It was the fourth track I already I was writing back then, you know. So so they were very, 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 very uh, inspirational. So that's that's why erosion sounded like this. Yeah. Yeah. Killer, dude. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Luke, have you ever heard of a, a group called Spawn of Possession from Sweden? Of course. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Dennis, the drummer, he sent, sent me a message specifically today on Facebook and he's like, uh, I can even read it, but he was like, oh man, he, he's like so excited that you're on tonight. Uh, what did he say? He's like, dude, just wanted to say that I'm really looking forward to LeMay. Corgets yeah. is one of the most important bands to Spawn of Possession for sure. Uh, so cool that you're going to have him on. If I can stay awake for it, I'll listen. But he's in Sweden, so it's like nine hours ahead. So, okay. Or okay, eight okay. hours, something like that. Oh, that's know. nice. So, yeah, this is like three o'clock in the morning for him or something. Like yeah. That. yeah. 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 Shout out, Dennis. Yeah, that, yeah. That was, I mean, they were, I mean, Spawn of Possession, I mean, coming as a, you know, a younger guy into the game and hearing them in 2002 or 2003 when I first heard them, when I was first getting death metal, I was like, what the, this is like a new, it's like one of those level up things, you know, where like, mm -hmm. the bands mm -hmm. are doing this now. And then, okay. correct me if I'm wrong, but me, the, 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 because I don't, I don't know their album well. I know I have one of their record here. I couldn't, uh, there's like cabinet. cabinet. It's cabinet yeah. that I have. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which is, which That's the first, the first one. Oh, it's the first yeah, one. My favorite they, of all time. But were, were they at the same time when Necrophages came out and everything? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. They, to me, I see them more in, 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 in this team aesthetically. Is that would that be right? Oh, and the necrophages, like a technical yeah. death metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. Totally. I would say they're more classical influenced than necrophages, though. Would okay. you guys say? I would say they're more, I mean, like as far as like, uh, yeah. I don't know, Gorguts, I would say, is more of an influence. Like, it feels like it's classical mixed with Gorguts to me, if I didn't like sped up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. what I was, when I was listening to Erosion, it's like, you speed that shit up. I was like, oh. It was like, yeah. I, I mm -hmm. like to hear the spawn influence for sure. And also, they're like, oh, like you like started that. Like that fast. Oh yeah. Oh. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. wow, you know. But I mean, yeah. dude, to us, like, I mean, I'm, we're gonna say this a lot tonight. But basically, to me, you're talking about suffocation in those early albums and that kind of stuff. Like even before Pierce and stuff. Like for me, it was like, dude, like, yeah, effigy. But it was also like considered dead and erosion, dude. Especially like for me, like effigy and erosion, particularly like those two would be like interchanged, like just oh, like that's nice thank you and like erosion just always just blew my mind like thank just you. the all the rhythmic ideas and stuff it was like almost like how cynic came in with death stuff and like took it in this other direction like you guys yeah, yeah, did yeah, that yeah, with yeah. like the suffo sound it wasn't just all like like or i mean suffo is just in incredibly diverse but you guys took it in this whole other dimension hmm, thank you so, definitely huge respect and, and, of course you know and then, I mean, later on, so moving past Erosion, oh, I mean, then, yeah, then it just gets yeah, Obscura is next, right? Is yeah. that the next one? Yeah, after, after that? Yeah. So, sure. yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I, what Casey just said, Cro, uh, uh, Corrosion, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> considered dead and Erosion, Corrosion, corrosion of Obscurity, um, those, uh, those two, death metal titles those know, were those were my first together. introductions to gorgas and that what really solidified my love for 
the project and then obscura comes along and i you know knowing what i know now that you were writing that material right after erosion like there's a 94 uh tape that you guys did with a, a lot of that material from obscura already back in 94 yeah. and that fucking blows my mind dude because i got the the that i don't know if it's a bootleg or not but it was the demo compilation and then comes lividity do you remember that yeah, yeah. that compilation okay yeah. so i got that and not everything from the 94 release is on there but i think there's three or four tracks from that tape on there and you you realize the I, I love hearing the beginnings of like, I love listening to demos. I Sketch love to, pads. That's how me, I see them. Exactly. You know? And, and it, yeah. it's, it's maybe I love it because I already fall in love with the final product. And then I get to see how, what the beginnings of that, and you get to kind of feel what the progression was to yeah. get it to what it was when you guys finally did it, which was obviously because of, uh, contractual stuff that you guys were going through and that's why it took so long for you to get that album out but it it really does blow my mind that that material was already being um put together in 94 at, at the end at the end of 94 if my mind's right we had like 90 95 of obscura all written done wow dude Jeez. and we were sending tapes to record labels because we got dropped from Roadrunner because the only tour we did for Erosion, I'll come back to Obscura right after, mm -hmm. but ju just just so you get the, the, the musician in, in, in the picture as well. So Because uh, Erosion was a bit delayed because of Roadrunner. So they had some business, you know, to, 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 to straighten out. Erosion comes out a bit late. But in just before it came out, uh, Stefan, the drummer, Sylvain, guitar player, they weren't they weren't into the band anymore. They 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 they, they weren't in a good mood or whatever. So this they they decide to quit the band like the same week. Wow. And uh, but before that, we had changed uh, Eric to Steve Coutier, which played on Obscura and From Wisdom on bass. So Steve just moved to sherbrooke you know to start jamming with us then he's pretty much full circle with all the songs and then stefan and sylvain quit the band and he's okay. like the fuck man i just moved here what the fuck what the fuck <laughs> i said i don't know man i don't know uh, what to tell you you know it's the their thing but out of the blue i don't know if it's a phone call or a letter that i got uh, uh you have an offer to go tour in europe uh with your new record and dude we've never been to europe so we're like dude uh, i'm not gonna miss this i'll go for free i don't care right, right. yeah yeah exactly so me and big steve we were good, very good buddies we we're hanging out all the time blah 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 and i said uh dude um uh, I just got this offer to go play in Europe. You want to come with us? You know, I can teach you the song. And uh, he said, yes, no problem. 
So we had, we tried this youngster drummer that was in my area back in the day. So he was very nervous about, and dude, he was fucking crushing it, but he didn't have the confidence, you know, to, to, to right. go on tour, you know, he, 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 he was much, I mean, much younger. He, he was younger than big Steve and myself, you know, we were 20, 22 or something at that time and me and okay. him, he, he was maybe 17 18 oh know. wow okay confidence confidence is huge if you're yeah, yeah like it's yeah, a big anything. deal people don't talk about it much but if you have to go out there like you get put on the stage like all right yeah. do it like it, people change and yeah. i was like uh, gislain was his name i said dude you're fucking killing it mm-hmm. and w- we sound so good with you you know dude i remember we were playing with their flash we we're playing uh condemned to obscurity uh, we had a couple in the can, you know, and he was fucking crushing it. And then one day, you know, I kind of come up to, to rehearsal and he was talking to Steve and he was all uh, bummed, you know. I said, man, we're not angry at you, you know, it's okay. You know, yeah, you're yeah. not feeling it. Mm-hmm. But we had to turn around quickly to find someone. So mm-hmm. I gave a phone call to Lee from uh, Monstrosity. Mm. And so Lee says, uh, yeah, I want to do it. Perfect. So uh had some money, go buy a plane ticket for Lee. So let's say let's say we're on a fucking uh Monday and Lee would take the plane on the, on a Thursday or something. Then out of the blue, <laughs> I get this phone call from uh, Steve McDonald. He's in Quebec City. And dude, there's no Facebook, there's no nothing. How the fuck did he hear that we didn't have a drama? I don't even know the guy. And, and, and his band was more of a hardcore thing, metal, mm-hmm. whatever. But I kind of, and, and, but Steve Cloutier, bass player, mm-hmm. heard about him because he, he stayed in Quebec for a while and he, he saw him play and he said, dude, this guy is fucking killer. But uh, we'll see, you know, if he can uh, pull it off. But I said, dude, I really want to try. I, really, I said, dude, I'm having a plane ticket for Lee and he's coming over uh, at the end of the week. Let, I'm coming down tomorrow, no problem. I'm gonna be there. I said, dude, you're gonna make it early because I gotta cancel that that plane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I show up at the fucking bus station, which was like 15 minutes walking from my place. Mm. No Steve McDonald. I'm like, Tabarnak, where the fuck are you? You know, no cell phone, no nothing, you know. So yeah. <laughs> and then oh, and then I see him at the end of the day. Oh, he had to go to the pawn shop with his fucking VCR to buy a fucking bus ticket. You get the you, you get the character, you know. Yeah, yeah. Very sketchy, very. Uh... So so he comes to my place, and I said, "Dude, I, I really gotta watch you play now, but I gotta I gotta go to that uh, that uh, traveling agent uh, before he closes at uh, five thirty to to tell him what the fuck I'm doing," you know. Yeah. <laughs> So he fucking nails a fall from grace from Morbid Angel right in my face. He plays the whole thing. And Big Steve and I, then we go in the kitchen because we were we were jamming in my apartment, you know. Mm-hmm. So we go in the kitchen. We look at each other. I'm like, did I heard that right? He said, dude, this guy is fucking ripping, man. I said, okay, it's him. Go. Yeah. So I go cancel the, the, the plane tickets. I said, Lee, no, no hard feeling, whatever, but we got our guy. Mm-hmm. And dude, we were up to the tour. We had like 10 or 11 days. So in the morning, yeah. I was jamming with Big Steve. I would show him a whole song. 
in the afternoon i would go uh i would sleep at my let's say my girlfriend's place whatever uh mcdonald was sleeping in my apartment where we jam i get there at 1 p.m i would get a whole song together structure wise and explain him all the beat and we and you would play the whole thing and then in the evening we get together all the four and we get one song so we got one song a day so we got to practice and and dude we're talking uh, that was erosion shit back then you know so it's a lot of a, uh, you know but but big steve was very good because it wasn't in in in, in our uh day-to-day -day thing to play very fast picking back in those years you know so we had the toolbox to learn the, these songs uh, quickly you know right and uh dude we had like uh if if i if i'm right we have like a dude three days to practice as a whole band and we played the first show in europe and it was a erosion and a few considered dead songs so how'd it go so, 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 i'm sorry how did that go oh we had a few good shows but it was dude some nights it was like 10 people and then but nobody you know yeah but i'm saying like when you went out and played that first live oh. with that lineup how did that go play very good nice like we played together uh all the all the all, all those years nice killer but, but you know mcdonald and uh, cloutier and big steve you know they're they're it's in their fucking skin like you know you when you see a guy like chewy you don't question it it's like he's got yeah it. oh yeah for sure dan mongreen you know and he's uh, amazing but he's a very special talent to me you know but, yeah. but you know like mcdonald you explain him a beat and he's nailing it right away you know when i practice with patrice it's like okay what do we do you know that's and, a uh, that's that's i mean playing with people that you get along with is one thing but not all but playing with people that you get along with that can actually execute an idea when it's spoken because we all know what it's like to be in the rehearsal studio and and being the guy who's like i have this idea for drums and then you just air drum it and like or mouth it you know yeah. and and it can you can only translate your idea so much before it just hits a wall and then to have a guy to take it and actually be like this is what you're thinking and and saying yes that's what i was thinking that's a great great thing to have in the rehearsal studio yeah 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 and True. you know uh, and for my share you know being a, com a composer in the band you know so having uh, drumming wise having a, uh, a percussion toolbox so to speak you know mm -hmm. for you yeah. you're gonna pull out any tool you need you know we'll uh just just explain me i'll put my flavor in there and it's gonna be fucking, uh, there it is. And you got, and you have also the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, voyons tabarnak. You have the, uh, the surprise element in the equation as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, it's like, dude, I never thought about that, but that sounds fucking killer. Right. It's when you add another brain to the mix. Exactly. Or brains That's the, the magic mix. of writing music with, with good friends. You know, it's, it's. Because th so, th there we we constantly sabotage ourselves without even knowing it so you can get yourself into a funk where you're only have you have a peripheral type zoned in vision of something but that is actually blocking <laughs> out other things that could be bringing that or making that better so 
accepting ideas from other minds that are in the room is is something that can make something that you had no idea would be coming out of that session of course. or whatever you know but that's the amazing part of surprise even today when i write with the, with colin kevin and patrice you know it's the you know that's why i i mean we'll come back to 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 them later you know but the, but that's why it's important for me that when i come with a new song to the to the 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 the, the, the that that we're gonna work on it together you know all my parts are written and everything and i'm like dude just do your thing and me then <laughs> when i open an email and i receive a new song with new guitar track and bass track and i'm like oh that, that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's important because you have their uh, their their language their their their, exactly. their personality in, yep in the, you know, because now if I want to do a record on my own, and we have all the technology for this, you know. Yeah, yeah. But we want to be with your buddies that that uh, and and we 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 surprise each other, you know, with with ideas and and uh, and the and what a great excitement that is. Oh, it is, dude, and it's also could be instant inspiration for you to totally um, flip your idea on the head and realize that. This is actually the way that this is supposed to go. That's You're why we do that in, in, in square one. Anyway, if, if you strip everything down, I think that, that, uh, 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 how do you say that? Uh, uh, yes, surprise, but, uh, um, uh, I'm sorry. You know, like, like okay. you like your mate takes you artistically to a place that you're like, I would have never pictured that like this and it sounds fucking amazing you know so yeah it's yeah like gold you know it's a... and and to be able to accept that because there are a lot of guys that can't accept um yeah, but from it's... elsewhere besides themselves do, do a you know? solo project yeah you you get superior drummer you get all your you can do 2000 guitar tracks if you want but on your own <laughs> right but you need to so even to come back to McDonald, you know, I mean, nothing wrong with, with Stefan. We, we, we did our best, you know, when we did the record. I'm very proud of this. But when we played the erosion stuff with McDonald, it had like this, you know, like this Mike Smith kind of well mm -hmm, sat mm -hmm. down mm -hmm. uh, Slayer beat there. Yeah, he definitely he sounds like he, he beats the shit out of his drums. I'm sorry? I said he definitely sounds like he beats the shit out of his drums. Yeah, but he he, he, he made, I mean, when we toured, like, the, the, that erosion tour, he made he made the composition sound. And also, how do you say that, you know? Uh, you know, let's say uh, you write a new song with your band, mm -hmm. and you play mm -hmm. it the first evening. But if you play it live for fucking two months straight, when you're coming back and you play it in the rehearsal room, it's gonna everything kind of not loosen up, but everything's kind of sitting at the right place uh, um, hmm. where it should be in the music, you know. So that's that's what happened with the 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 erosion material, you know, with McDonald. And again, don't get me wrong, you know, I don't want to misrespect, you know, to my buddies, you know, when when we did the record together and everything, you know, and because. Because uh, when we did the record, 
I'm, I'm fucking uh, losing my mind because because I'm super happy with, with what's going on, you know. But I, I'm just right. talking about it with a couple step back, you know. So to get the the the, the style of McDonald, you know. So uh, so dude, it was like natural progression, you know, with him. So you had the obscure lineup right there, you know. But yeah. without writing a song yet, you know. So but, I one of my questions that I definitely wanted to ask you was, um there is an obvious um influence on considering and erosion even though erosion is starting to already play with more experimental um writing and and getting more technical with the structures and all that stuff what was it that happened with you to change your your songwriting style to start developing songs that would have been end up being obscura yeah because that is that it's a big that's a big sidestep even though i will say casey called it i was going to say this tonight there's there's always a gorguts essence throughout the whole entire catalog even in obscura even though obscura is such a, a standout um release from you guys and i just really really want to know um as the main songwriter of this project what was going on in your mind what was influencing you what were you listening to that that kind of made that nudged you in that direction to go as experimental as an album like obscura yeah but that that's a good uh, question anthony but uh, as people wrongly associate, you know, with Obscura, I wasn't the main songwriter for that record, actually, because it was it was the first time with Cloutier and Hurdle that it uh, I, I was welcoming. And, and again, don't get me wrong, no disrespect to my, my buddies, you know, that when, when we, we did Considered and everything, it's, a, it's, it's part of the, of the, 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 the path, you know. But when 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 Cloutier uh, uh, and Hurdle, uh, I, I'll call them by their family because they're all Steves, and even the McDonald, they're all Steves, you know. Right, 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 right. It was the first time that I had the 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 the, 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 the main songwriter that they used to be in their previous bands. So okay. they were wearing the same shoes that I was wearing in Gorguts, but in their band before we got together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. And me, that's at the time when uh, my mind started getting towards more classical music. Uh, when when we did the, the tour for Erosion in Europe, I remember I took, uh, I just started playing violin in those years. So my mind was more uh, absorbed by wanting to understand classical music. I was listening to a lot of Baroque music back then. That, that's so... But it doesn't mean uh, fuck the band and uh, just write your shit and I'll be there. I'll show up a rehearsal and that's it. No, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. I have my two mm-hmm. cents to say as well. But but I'll, I'll explain to you why it ended up sounding like this. But but I just want to make clear because it, it's it's it, it's we 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 need to give to uh, to the man what 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 belongs to the to to to, to the creators. You know, it's I mean that weird sound. It, it didn't came up from me because. I, I went to study classical music. A lot of people associate Obscura sounds weird because I write cl- classical orchestral music. 
it's a bad uh, association you know i mean okay. i'm not saying uh, oh they didn't get it i mean it, it 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 could have been because of this you know but it's not because of this and i like to say hey i started <laughs> I, I went to study uh composition at the conservatory in 96 mm -hmm. but obscura was done in 93 94 oh done finished so yeah that all written. that so, association with the composition and all that kind of stuff it's, it's wrong it's wrong wow it's wrong but but it doesn't mean that we're not passionate about composition right. without having later on in in my own trail you know the 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 the, the classical music toolbox in hand but 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 it, it wasn't because of that that obscura sound like this and okay it's important for me to 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 say it right so when we came when we came back from the tour uh the erosion tour in 93 so that was spring blah 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 and we had agreed that big steve would go back to purulence you know and and do his thing and thank you buddy we had a great time all right and big steve at that time was jamming upstairs my place mm. so we would hear them practice and they would hear us practice you know so me uh, i had started writing one or two songs even before the tour so we were kind of working on this but it was kind of erosion part two but nah, not too good mm -hmm. and then a month later after the tour big steve uh no 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 not even his buddy guitar player in his band uh, gets to my place and he's all bumped out i said dude what's wrong well it's not too good i said what the fuck well uh big steve uh, is gonna come play with you guys now he just left the band oh yeah mm. i didn't Damn. know that, you know and we were very close buddies and he he just told his bandmates because he, he thought about it when we came back from the tour but he didn't told me hey i'm gonna come play with you but i need to talk to the guys that know right right it's coming at all you know so, hmm. oh yeah well they, they, I mean, obviously not, that experience uh I'm sorry I was saying, obviously, that experience made a big impact on him to just, you know, say, hey. Oh, you mean this... the tour and everything? What's that? You you mean for Big Steve, the tour? I don't, I don't. I'm yeah, not... when you when you said that Big, Stu, Big Steve left his other project and said that he was going to come. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Said that was, was that before the tour or after the tour? No, after the tour. Yeah, yeah. Because... So that's what I'm saying. So that, that experience yeah. of going on the tour made him realize that he wasn't doing what he wanted to be doing he was maybe not stepping in the right shoes you know and he and he he enjoyed the chemistry that we had together even knowing from square one that when we're done we're done and you go back do you do your things like today you know today it's common sense people play in a band and they play in three bands and it's all good you know but back right. in the days it was like oh you have one band you know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we actually have a, a mutual um mentor and we call him our death metal dad mike hamilton he okay. had that same uh uh he's the drummer of deeds of flesh actually we'll talk about this later too yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. you and i are actually on the same album uh -huh. i don't know if you know that <laughs> <laughs> i'm on i also did guest vocals on that yeah. deeds of flesh album so that's yeah, another yeah. key thing yeah. in my uh career so, that i'm like yes i'm on the same album as luke lemay <laughs> <laughs> but so, uh, so 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 we come back from the tour big steve leaves his band his project 
and uh, we started playing together. So, saying again, talking again, you know, we we had we had our we had a big uh, conversation about you know the suffocation aesthetic, erosion aesthetic, and all the influence it has on that. And even after erosion came out, there was a lot of bands popping out, you know, in this style, and we're like, nothing wrong with this, but uh, I mean. They're doing great. They're doing this great. But who are we, us? You know, we 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 wanna we wanna we wanna create a, a new sound. So, so we we told to ourselves we did some kind of manifest. We said, okay, we cleaned the drawing board here. We're gonna start a record. So we we imposed a couple rules to ourselves. We said, okay, we're gonna take a week off. Every time, every time we start, we, we, we want to start a new song. So we take a week off from each other. We're going to come up with riffs on, on each on our, uh, on, uh, on our own. Mm -hmm. But no, no, uh, how do you call that? Is it scan beat or Slayer beat? What's the right word to say it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, both I think is right. That yeah. I would think so, of. Yeah. So no, no scan beat allowed in the room <laughs> no no scan beat no more tremolo picking done <laughs> tremolo uh, i'm sorry <laughs> no just kidding no inside joke yeah, it's, some people say it's tremolo some people say tremolo <laughs> tremolo it's not right but it's funny no no see it's picking rapid i'll say it in french so nobody can argue <laughs> You Thank said you. it. You, you said it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you so, said it right. So, so no more fast picking, no more uh, scan beat. So we're gonna either have a very slow heavy beat, or we're gonna have fucking blast beat like uh, Sandoval, you know, like on Covenant, and uh, mm -hmm. these were the the records back then, you know. Right, right. So these were like the big lines, uh, uh, like uh, how do you say that? Uh, these were like not boundaries but rules right. I, I like the, the word rules better totally so now you you kind of paint yourself in the corner and you need to reinvent yourself but make if but take it take it this way now with a step back i think about it this way when when you don't question yourself or impose yourself to not you to to get out of you when you impose yourself to get out of the comfort zone you have no choice to you need to please you need to surprise yourself to say ha check this riff out i can't wait to take this to the rehearsal room mm -hmm. next week. who's who's got the who's got the joker or whatever in in, in his sleeve you know what i'm saying right right mm -hmm. and 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 that's healthy uh, not competition but you want to surprise your bandmate you know so so it needs to 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 you, you force yourself to reinvent yourself but what i wanted to say if we if we we, we wouldn't have imposed these rules to ourselves maybe we would have found every now and then a riff that kind of sounds like obscura but you kind of find it by accident so it takes more time to reinvent your sound okay mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i'm speaking from my 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 experience you know be, be, because we clearly said none of this none of that none of this 
only this, only that. So, uh, so that's what uh, that's what made the sound of obscura. So, so check it out. First thing we write is a rapturous grief, and you got more morbid angel kind of, you know, carcass discanting kind of influence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so fast picking, but it's still. Uh, 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 at the early stage, you know, it's like, right. It is know, more traditional. I'm sorry. It's more traditional. Yeah, but we we know we don't want to go there, but we do it not in a in a comfortable way, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it takes time, you know. You, you don't snap and hey, okay, I'm gonna write nostalgia tomorrow, you know. Exactly. <laughs> so. And then, but we wrote uh, 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 Rapturous, and then uh, La Vie Prelude, and then, oh, Carnal State. And then, mm -hmm. what was after Carnal State? Uh, I'm sorry. Maybe Subtle Buddy or something like that. And now, now we're somewhere else. So to me, yeah. with this way of working and this uh, aesthetic, Obscura is more, is in a way the real first Gorgoth record, so to speak, because wow. this is more of our uh, trademark. Right. Yeah. More of the end game. Exactly. I'm sorry? More of the end game. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But if we wouldn't have, again, I'm repeating myself, but if we wouldn't have uh, imposed this to ourselves, dude, you, you don't, you don't write, uh, you don't write subtle buddy after orphans of sickness. It's, it's, it's not even close. Right you know so and i and i remember at some point it was fun because check it out we said okay one more rule when we uh i mean no no two more rule we need fucking wasted dude we smoked so much weed back then <laughs> you know? oh, that's what's dude. up uh, I, I gotta talk uh, quick uh, briefly about this and <laughs> yeah please do i want to know what the and, weed and, was and like dude, up there at and, that and, time and, you know you know when when at some point you, and dude, we were always fucking crusty broke, you know. Oh, we, yeah, yeah. A couple bucks for weed, but no money for a tuner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we're like, dude, dude. Like we said yesterday, dude. We really need to tune before smoking because we're like, <laughs> for fucking minutes, you know. It's like, come on. Dude. <laughs> Oh, dude, and we were smoking with knives, you know, on the on the stove, you know what I'm saying? Uh, oh yeah, knife hits. Yeah, yeah. Funnels with with fucking two liters of pop, you know, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We call oh, those yeah, you know, a lot of weed in Obscura too, you know. That's what's up, dude. <laughs> yeah, 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 and uh, and uh, oh yeah, so that's what I wanted to add. So, so imagine, you know, a couple doobies in, in the hat, and now okay, everybody's got some new riffs. So what we what we decided to say it's like have you guys ever experienced that you know uh, joel you play guitar is that right uh guitar and bass yeah but, you, you know a string instrument so you know yeah. you get to the room sometimes a buddy can play you a riff and when you look at it <sighs> like, dude it's fucking killer but after you listen to it you know for 20 times or 50 times it's like maybe my perception was a bit influenced by how it looks when it's played, you know, but what if yeah. I just listen to it, you know? Mm -hmm, definitely. So, so that's why we didn't want it to, because, dude, Big Steve had always those, like, where the fuck did you found that? Those weird fingering, very, very, uh, 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 
not say I don't like the word simplified, but very always. Uh, e e e it's like economic. It's like Econo very exactly, exactly, yeah, economy. Exactly, exactly. There's no fucking no 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 strobe light needed to to add to the riff, you know. So mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. so so we we decided uh, that uh, we are not gonna look how the riff is performed. So we listen to it uh, for the first time. So we have a more, you know, let's let's let, just let the ear work, you know. So this way we're not influenced by the the technicality or whatever. That wasn't important anymore, you know. And yeah. dude, that had a big impact also because it doesn't mean because let's say myself or or or, or Cloutier or Big Steve would come up with riffs. Always the best riff would make the song, you know. It wasn't like, oh fuck, you didn't take my riff this week. No, it's just. And 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 all the riffs that didn't make into the song, we would save them to do something else. We start from mm -hmm. scratch all the time. And dude, the first song, "Rapturous Grief," it took a couple weeks, you know, to to write it down. Mm -hmm. And all the other song get together because we were always jamming Monday to Friday, always, okay, in the afternoon Jesus. and evening. And uh, how do you, so? How do you jam in the afternoon? Like, do you have? jobs that allow you to leave and, and jam in the afternoon or no, what's going on? like me you know i would hitchhike and go at my mom's restaurant in the morning and do the, the rush hour lunch you know and uh -huh. I, I and i had a ride home you know with some salesmen on the road that can because i dude i hitchhiked 20 years uh at the beginning of the band you know so uh mm -hmm. i couldn't mm -hmm. drive back home so any but there was always a way you know so uh, yeah yeah so we we would have little jobs here and there you know but we we would jam that's when I devoted myself, you know, really jamming Monday to Friday, mm -hmm. and and on the weekends we would write in, in, in our corners, you know, and uh, and dude, and we improve our skill very much, you know, uh, jamming all the time like this, you know, together. I, I mean, as, as as a unit, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, and, and and so beside rapturous grief, I think all the other songs we we wrote within like two three days wow. all the time all the time what but with this with this uh, uh method of with this approach of, of of composition that we impose to ourselves you know mm -hmm. right, so that right. opened a lot of new doors you know which we would have never found if we stayed in our old uh, uh shoes you know so yeah uh, uh, changes happen much slower instead of saying okay done I don't know where I'm going, but no, no, yes, no. Okay, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, yeah. Wow. So, so I'm very good. proud that we, uh, as young uh, uh, composers, you know, together that we decide and we stick to it, and it, it and it paid off. You know, it it really definitely. Uh, and yeah. to hear to hear that now is gonna make that album. I mean, I already, I have a spiritual connection with Obscura it's 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 one of those um albums that really grabs a hold of me and just takes me for a journey and i get that hypnotic trance like situation where because i am a person who loves to listen to albums from front to rear front yeah. to rear front to back and uh <laughs> front to rear it kind of just sounded weird when i said it like that don't but, worry i'm french i don't get much what you guys are saying <laughs> i don't get it either 
Well, it's usually front to back, please. Yeah. I'm speaking like a mechanic. I'm speaking right. like a mechanic. The front of the car, the rear of the car. <laughs> um, the rear of the front. <laughs> front butt. Anyways. Okay. Okay. Riff, yeah. riff. Come back to the riff. Come back to the riff. <laughs> I'm just gonna say what's going on go for the rest next five minutes. No, no. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> now I, I kind of forgot right. where I was going with that, but I was just saying that you know, Obscura is one of those. Uh, oh, that's what it was. Okay, so Obscura kind of like rewired my brain to listen to the uh, dissonant atonality of music. You know, um, I there's a lot of bands that kind of uh, Gorguts Obscura prepped my brain for for me to come across them which would be like death spell omega and and uh sleepy time gorilla museum like there's these like dissonant atonal aspects of that band as well that kind of do seem to be speaking the same language that is obscura and uh, you know later gorgut stuff as well well even like um, Collins bands, you know, like Dysrhythmia or uh, uh, Behold the Octopus and stuff too. Yeah, totally. yeah. even though that's like later on, but you know, I don't know. It's all the same kind of spirit. It's like, or it's yeah, exactly. yeah, and and it was also it just another one of those albums where you you listen to it and you you enjoy it and you don't necessarily know why you enjoy it because you're it's so new. Takes you your to a ears. certain place, you know. Which you yeah. Really put your finger on it, but the... as and as a young metalhead, you don't really know how to understand that or or articulate why that happens. But something is happening, and then you realize later on down the road when you, because I like to what I call shelf albums for a while. These these real um, potent little packs of art which is these albums i like to have my fill put them back on the shelf and stay away from them for a long time so they can recharge for me when i finally come back full circle to them and and gore guts is one of those bands that i have that that uh relationship with over the last couple decades and and this week has showed me again that i did wait a long time enough time to <laughs> reconnect with everything that i listened to and uh, i was just reminded again that what i just said that obscura it was one of those albums that i came across early enough in my life to um get my brain ready for the later greatness that is dissonant and atonal music that's it and, and one, yes. uh, another thing I'm really proud uh, of this record is that uh, there's no bells and whistles. If you listen carefully, guitars aren't doubled. And uh, what you hear on the record, the way it's performed live, it's, it's, the, it's the same. There's no studio tricks or, or, or anything. You, know? you can tell it's organic. It's very organic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. if there's something awkward or textural, it's been... Uh, pr uh, 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 produced from a contact with the instrument, you know, it's not uh, some kind of uh, a trick, you know, or uh, 
you know uh yeah so like mm. like the 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 inverted uh, opening riff that that's what that's something i wanted to to carry on in wisdom you know so when it starts you're like eh? but mm -hmm. there's no studio trick there's no so it, 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 uh, uh, texturally you know it's about ah oh, how does that sound if i hit here or you know so there was a lot of uh, exploration so to speak and and mm. then after you found and uh, an element which pleases your ear okay how can i maybe integrate it in a riff but 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 that's a two-edged sword you know because if you mm -hmm. go down that road and it gets fucked up just for the sake of being fucked up it needs to be you need to keep on your radar you gotta write a heavy song i mm -hmm. mean catchy we'll see well that's another question but it needs to be interesting and keep the the, the listener uh, uh uh focused and captivated you know mm -hmm. that that's another thing that i wanted to mention tonight too is the the whole um tension and release of listening to music and how if you use that correctly you can bring the element of surprise a lot more intensely you know if you keep people in a tense state for a certain period of time then where you bring the release is the calculated place where you're going to bring excitement you know yeah that's that i i, I couldn't agree more with what you just said because me like uh it happened you know uh, that uh, not that i work with younger bands but the uh, younger local bands they would come and ask for some advice or my my little two cent you know on their work and everything and I, i'm being always being uh, respectful and uh but that there's something that I, that's a rule that i impose to myself writing a new record you know but that's something that i i i i, I pointed out to uh younger bands you know like just starting out and this and that and sometimes, you know, I was like, oh, it sounds like every song starts starts the same, you know. So mm -hmm. I would bring as an example, let's say you read a story, you're in the book, and every chapter starts the same way. You're going to get lost in the fucking story. At right. You're going to so get bored. Record, to me, it's the same thing. So you need to have, ah, oh, that surprise thing, you know, and, and, and uh, oh, we, we've been there. So maybe we can come back in three songs, but let's let's start differently to it. That brings also character and personality to each composition as well. You know, if right. you have, you know, people all looking alike and all all, all dressed the same in the same room. Oh, I thought you were uh, such and so, or such was a. So it's the same sonically when you write music. But sometimes, like a, a youngster, you know, the uh, their attention won't be uh, through these details. But that's something that I had not that i don't like that i had to point out but i i came up uh, uh, i pointed out to 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 uh, uh, younger musician you know so but that's mm -hmm. something that i keep on on the on the top of the list writing new music oh oh i didn't notice but that kind of started like the other beginning so no that's not uh it's, right. it, it's a conditional no i'm not gonna use it you know so hmm. uh, that that peculiar being that particular is a part of the equation of what makes a band like Orgut. So, <laughs> so all right. So, from Obscura, did you guys tour that record at all? Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about what we what tour, the reception. Uh, 
the first tour we did uh, for Obscura was with Nile, uh, uh, Nile, Cryptopsy, and uh, Oppressor. Hmm. Okay. So that was, was it 98? I think it was fall 98. Would you say that Oppressor is like one of the more like underrated bands that kind of went under the radar I agree. for a lot of people? I agree. I, I never really hear people, hear people talk about Oppressor, but I remember hearing their old stuff and being like, wow, it's fucking... Yeah, weird. they were very, very, very good musicians, but for some reason, uh, mm. like, uh, not at the forefront, even like us in the death metal thing, you know, it took a long time, you know, to... to, mm -hmm. to, to, to uh, yeah. To... Uh, to get more notice sort of it's like thing. a cynic like a cynic like a band like people yeah, later that's on good, that's a good point actually yeah they're yeah, like yeah, they yeah, hear yeah. it and then like at the time it's like doesn't really hit them at the time then yeah. later on they're like oh fuck this was the reason why all this other Dude, stuff happened yeah you remember when focus came out oh yeah it, i mean i was i was 10 but, <laughs> but that wasn't like the, the i don't like that word but the, is that right to say it wasn't like flavor of the day you know yeah yeah Can definitely say this yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, because uh, I don't want to be disrespectful, you know. Oh, no, 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 no. We've actually had Paul on and we've talked about that, and it really is something that was a decade ahead of its time. And you kind of see that, and it took about 10, a little over 10 years for people to realize what focus really was, you know. And that's actually, I think that's a kind of a badge of honor, even though they were going through all that shit and dealing with not being a band that people can get, but just to be able to later on be like oh i made something that now it, it, people regard as Resonate, something you know and uh yep yeah that's uh that's a nice compliment you know to their compositions you know mm -hmm. but but it, like us you know when we uh when, when be, before we released obscure i remember we we had like 10 songs done mm -hmm. yeah and, and uh so we're jamming we're jamming we're jamming and then uh in those years, uh, 94, 93, 94, uh, 95, we uh, we were always going in the, is uh, Chicago Midwest, is, do we call Midwest? Mm -hmm. Yes? Definitely. Yeah. So, so Chicago and Detroit, though, those, uh, those cities, you know, we, we always get like a phone call a year or something to go play to go play a show. So all so that kind of bring the flame again, you know. And dude, from ninety three, ninety four till ninety eight, we didn't wrote a single fucking riff. We just we show up to the rehearsal room and practice obscura. Wow, that's all we did. And so we did that. 93 94 and then go to chicago we we became friends with the guys from oppressor and uh, one of the guys got knows this guy that's at this label and blah 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 hey they heard uh, your new stuff and they they really like it and we're like oh eureka <laughs> so then we we go meet them the next day after the show and yeah 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 then the the, the label uh goes bankrupt close fuck and then bah, what the fuck are we gonna do so we send a cassette here and there and uh, people don't even uh uh write back yeah yeah and we're like what the fuck you know so so maybe that's that that's i think that's when in 94 then we said bah nothing's happening so let's write two more let's write music again 
and uh, we wrote uh, Nostalgia and Obscura like this. But Jeez. but in the first ten songs, Obscura and Nostalgia weren't there. So so we we wrote them out of boredom, saying, "Oh, that I'm not. Nothing's gonna happen, you know. So why not write something new, you know?" And uh, mm -hmm. and uh, then we wrote those two songs. Then finally, then we go to Chicago. And there's Marty that had Olympic records. He came to a show at, the, I think, I believe it was Thirsty Whale. Is that right? Does that thing a bell to any of you guys? Thirsty, Thirsty Whale? Why? The Thirsty Whales. Whale, mm. whales. Whatever. It does not. Anyone in the chat, maybe. Yeah, small mm. club in uh, Chicago. Okay. okay. On a Sunday night. Uh, not much people. Uh, anyway. And then mm -hmm. he comes to us backstage. Uh, I really like this, and I want to sign you guys. And uh, he's the one that put out Obscura. Dude, we would. We would have signed with uh, anybody's grandma back then. I mean, it's like, dude, we want, we, we just want to get it, the fucking shit out, you know? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. also, in the meantime, McDonald just left the band. Dude, he, he, we moved to Montreal in 95. I was living with Coutier. Mm -hmm. uh, McDonald was living with Big Steve. One day, Big Steve come back from work and fucking McDonald packed his shit and left. That doesn't call anybody. <laughs> wow. Jeez. What the fuck? God. And then that's why we we uh, then we found out uh, Patrick uh, Robert that plays on Obscura, and uh, pa Pat, you know, uh, it wasn't his element, uh, you know, no disrespect or anything. And then we had the tour offer to go to come back to the oppressor thing, and then we called back McDonald and do McDonald came back and it's like he never left, you know. We fucking click click one two three four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and so. Okay, so was that the only tour situation that you guys had for no, the record? No, no, no. So '98, we do the Nile Oppressor Cryptopsy thing, and I think was it '99? What was crypto? What was Cryptopsy? What What did they have out at that time? Non so vile. Non so vile. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It oh, was yeah. Non so vile. So we did two tours with them, and then we do another one. I I believe it was '99 with uh, Vader headlining. Nice. It was Cryptopsy again. Yeah. Us and uh, awesome. Who else? We were we were four. Uh, okay, uh, Gorkas, Cryptopsy, Vader, but there there was somebody else. Oh, uh, I think it's the tour with Dying Fetus. Well, I saw you on that tour. In what, was it Vader on this this one? I don't know. Oh, on the, oh, I'm sorry. On the on the tour, I saw you with Skinless. I think it was because yes, I looked it up. Skinless, yeah. you're right. Totally. Yes. It, it was at the Whiskey in no, LA. No, but 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 oh, but was. Was skinless on From Wisdom? I think so. Oh I man, know. I don't remember. But it was definitely <laughs> Wisdom to Hate tour, and it was yeah, 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 yeah. Chewy right. on guitar, yeah, because and, Chewy was there, yeah. and it was with Fetus. Yeah. yeah, but but for Obscura, we did another tour after with Vader, the same kind of a uh, circuit, you know. So, uh, but it it was good, you know. Big Steve had posted some videos. You remember back in the days, uh, you know, when you played the whiskey, you could buy a VHS, you know, of your performance. Okay, yeah. And, uh, that's when you see Earthly Love, and there's a couple songs, you know, from the whiskey. You know, I have the Terrorizer shirt there. Nice. So that's, that's from the yeah. Isle tour. Yeah. Killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my first time seeing you guys. I was uh, 18 years old, uh, and. Uh, it was incredible. Yeah, I just turned. I was looking at the date. I found it online. It was like March twenty fifth, 
2001. So I was like going to say. 18. Yeah. I was just going to say. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And dying. I can remember what band, you know. I... Like, yeah, I can remember. Yeah, exactly. What day it was. Yeah, no. I, I looked it up. It was like funny. I was like, oh, that's interesting. But I was like asking David, who's on the chat. And I was like, dude, when was that tour? Because like we saw Cannibal Corpse at that show. And David, you're talking about Berserker. I'm pretty sure Berserker was at the Cannibal Corpse show. Oh, Berserker. You're totally right. Or did they play the Berserker? Show? Uh, oh, us, shit. Uh, David's right. Oh shit! Well, uh, who else? Damn, nailed it. I thought I was. Fetus. Shit, dude. Crazy. <laughs> was Crook Pepsi? Berserker was one of those things I, could just, I couldn't get in. I couldn't. Nothing ever clicked with me with Berserker. What do you guys think? But that's where I I, I met the guys from uh, Alarum. You know the Australian guys. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. They for sure. were yeah, they yeah. were the fucking stage band. For the Berserker guy, wow! Which was, what, which was a solo project or something? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I it I it may be, but actually, now that you brought up Alarm, that's actually the, cool... the ba bass player, the curly hair. He had the you know hairs like Chewy, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. He mm, was okay. he was playing in Berserker, so that's where we met. Mm. Ah, okay, we've actually played with Alarm, Casey. We played with them oh, at the town, yeah. dude. Right, right. That, that sounds familiar. Was that that was the necrophagus night? Was it or was it no? Was it was it yeah, malevolent creation? Dude. It was no malevolent was uh carnivorous. We played with necro and alarum played that night. Uh, or no origin, I'm mixing that up again. That was malevolent. Alarum was sick. If Joel was here, he probably yeah, would I remember this really be, good. Yeah, uh, correct. Da no, David's uh confirming, yeah, yeah. it was, was alarum necro. But I'm trying to remember the other bands that were on the bill that night. Uh, he says Necrophagus Alarm, Arsis. Arsis, yes. Animosity for sure was on that. Ah. Yep. That was cattle, cattle decap. I thought I'm, I thought cattle totally decap, was. dude. There, yeah, that was a huge fucking yeah. show, dude. Shout out. Was it a festival? <laughs> I know, no. dude. Well, we the, the 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 pound uh, Luke was yeah. um uh my metal sanctuary as a young kid it was it was a year of foofs it was foofon yeah yeah it was your it was ours it was ours you're talking about of the pound it's it's called it was in san francisco at like uh but but it's our foofs it was our foofs yeah in san francisco yeah where all the underground metal tours would come through there and i think we i, I think we've played there really pound, yeah, you, you may have dude and always had great shows in uh, Cali, frisco uh, la it's mm -hmm. great great i saw you guys open for death to all the mm -hmm. oh man at the uh yeah downtown san francisco i lived like a couple blocks away at the time it was crazy yeah electric night um, man. saw yeah. you with suffa was... saw you with carcass a couple different at the, yeah, at the ballroom there yep, yep. yeah that's a good oh, venue man, I, like I, I, I feel so lucky to have camera. uh being able to to have the uh, to share my music on those special evenings so to speak. exactly yeah. dude and yeah. and yeah being able to meet you that night dude and you for you to remember me that was pretty crazy for of course you, you always have to have is that right yes i did yeah you were i remember watching your interviews because you were doing solo interviews back in the days is that right um no it's always been with the the this podcast i've been doing okay. interviews. yeah okay. yeah uh, i'm confusing with some other uh yeah but uh, but uh 
No, but either way, dude, we yeah, we we talked uh, at the Regency, and you were very nice to me, and and I I've always wanted to sit down with you and have this conversation. I'm glad I'm here, dude. Which we're having. <laughs> yes, exactly, dude. And I, awesome. Now I'm just a fanboying yeah. out again, dude. All right, get me out of fanboying. So now we're in. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we'll take things on a side note, like uh, so. I always hear stories about you. You're so you do woodworking and you do cabinets and furniture. So. Yeah. That is that's your full time job nowadays, right? So, like, I mean, oh, it's been on and off for uh, almost twenty years now. Okay, so yeah, what got what you into that? What got you into like? What got you into that? What what, what was the start of that? Oh, uh, even before playing music, I always liked you know building stuff, and I, I love tools, and uh, I love tool the band too. Nice. <laughs> so I like working yeah. with tools, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so long story short uh 2001 after from wisdom tour cycle which by the way we still need to talk about yeah so when uh, but uh, briefly on the woodworking just to to get you in the picture you know so uh when the from wisdom uh, tour cycle uh, finished me i was heavily in uh, taking dope in montreal and i had uh, you know uh, very depressed and uh, my life wasn't healthy at all you know and then uh i meet my girlfriend which i'm still uh, with today it's like 21 years now oh congrats uh, and uh so i decide to move to montreal to relocate in the area where i grew up my family's here and everything perfect and um and then after the tour blah 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 um um uh, uh and i we kind of try to kind of get together to jam again but it's we we we're all we're 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 in different places him not that we we don't get along you know right. so, uh, and we just didn't see each other at all after that so me i said you know what music i'm i'm done i'm my heart wasn't into it you know even sold one of my uh, guitar cabinets you know and i'm like yeah and out of the blue, I said, oh, me, I would really like to carve, you know. And uh, so on my 30th birthday, my brother-in-law gave me a nice uh, set of uh, chisels. So, so get the chisel. So one day, as I said, fucking small town here, I go in town to do some Xerox or something like that. And I'm talking to the lady there. say, oh, you know, uh, I'm going to start carving, you know, just got to set, blah, blah, blah. And I say, oh. There's this council at the bank, you know, when I, which I'm, uh, which I work uh, at, you know, um, they finance a skate park and they're looking for someone to make a sign for the skate park. Would you like to do that? I said, sure. And I never did that. And then uh, I did the, the sign for the skate park and it fucking snowballed and I carved the sign for all the fucking businesses in town, even the welcome sign to the city on the highway. I did uh, the whole thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that that's what I've been doing, and then you know, starting building furniture, kitchen cabinets, uh, you name it. You know, like me, my 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 studio furniture, I build the whole thing to put all the, the rack mounts and stuff. You know, so uh, total custom shit. You know, love it. And uh, now this this past summer, I just move, I just relocate my uh, my shop. Like uh, for a couple of years, you know, my buddy here uh, uh, where I have the studio, he, he's got a workshop too. And he allowed me to use his shop. But now he, he kind of he needs a space more. And mm -hmm. I was doing big projects. So, dude, he, he's at his own place, but he doesn't even have the, 
room to 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 put a fucking screw in the board you know I, i'm taking all right. the, whole, the whole shop so i said dude I'm, I'm 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 gonna get another shop you know so uh so uh so, so when i when i build my man cave can i get a custom chair built by you a chair i'll be happy to write anthony manscape sign you know to put on the wall dude that would be amazing uh, dude how rad would that be to yeah, have a so that, that's that what uh, just an example you know we do 25th uh, anniversary of metal in quebec and there's an air guitar contest okay <laughs> oh, nice. and, and uh, i got asked to carve the winners uh uh honorific uh, how do you call that in english you know it's, it's like a, a trophy or like, it's a, like a, a plaque trophy or... that you hang on the wall it's like a, a plaque how a do plaque. You i think yes. we call it a plaque yeah yes so it's a 25 25th anniversary of metal in quebec air guitar winner blah 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 and uh so uh so it was carved by a metalhead for a metalhead, you know, so uh, so it was awesome. So I had a lot of fun doing, uh, and it's really nice. And I I put some metal strip that I that I hammered on the anvil on the sides, you know. Dude. So it's a nice, a nice object, you know. So uh, so that's what I do. I'm gonna yeah. be I'm gonna be hitting you up about awesome. that, Luke. I'd love to have that, dude. We'll talk about that. Yeah, but you yeah, but uh, you see how much time it took for the podcast. Much. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. I'm kidding. I'm just pulling your leg. Reminds me of the we had a we had an episode with our with our buddy Obi and um doesn't like was it Chris Barnes that does like bathroom tile or something? No, dude, it's Obi who does it. (laughs) Oh, Obi does it for okay, okay. Sorry, I fucked it up. Oh, he works construction. Uh, Yeah, yeah. It's like Obi. He does uh, tile work. He actually does some really sick stuff, dude. He showed me. (laughs) You like like, hire like someone into your kitchen and just Chris Barnes like shows. But it's cool. Like uh, this past summer, uh, you know the 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 place, the town where I grew up. They contacted me and uh, Mm -hmm. they asked me to redo. All the signs for the town, you know. So it was it was nice, you know, to to do it for the place where I grew up and everything. So uh, uh, I was really uh, I, I was proud of this, you know. Totally. So but I like this as much as music. That's why, you know, sometimes with the band, you're many years, you don't hear anything from us. Now I'm in fucking sawdust mode. And yeah, then yeah. When I get bored of the fucking table saw, okay, I gotta start jamming again. So, like next week, you know, uh, Patrice and I are going to New York City to see Colin and Kev. You know, dude, we haven't jammed together in six years. Wow. Oh my god, it's awesome! So, That's good, great news. Yeah. Oh man, it's gonna be so much fun! I can't wait to see them. I was very excited. I know we're we're skipping over a little. We got to go back onto the timeline, but I was very excited to hear that you guys were coming back once again, mm-hmm. getting back in the saddle. Oh yeah, man. It's a, and I, every time I'm like, the fuck? Why? Why you waited all this time? You're, you're <laughs> but I think that's know. healthy. I think actually, Luke, I think that's healthy. Like to like take a break, <laughs> like go and do your thing, and like do your other craft, and, and then you come back to your your main craft, and it's not you don't get bored of it. Like you're like it's a me, new re- but, resurgence to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, to me, you know, I don't have like a main craft either. You know, I like. I'm as proud as the sign on the highway that I carved that, uh, you know, the new record. I, I, I had as much, I mean, as much fun. It's, it, to me, it's uh, it's as healthy artistically yeah. 
to do this, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's not like, oh, it's just fucking carving. No, 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 no. Because there was a time I was fucking bored of the band too, you know. So it's Mm -hmm. not healthy at that. That's exactly what I'm saying. Put the guitar in the case and and just do something else. So. So it's not like oh it's a safety net for me. Say I like those two things. I mm-hmm. like the woodworking as much as uh, as, as making a record. You know? And so, I, I was, as humans though, just as humans, like you get like you can do the the best thing in your life over and over and over again, and it will get bored. Humans will get bored of it, so you need like a break from it, and yeah. then go back to it. And, and I know? think that the woodworking is really meditative. Yeah, in it and. When you're just sitting there and you're carving a piece of wood, that's that's a good point because you can have your mind not on autopilot, but because sometimes I sit down, you know, when it's been a long time, I didn't do any composition. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? It's it's like, how did I did that again? It's it's uh, it's a it's a door which is not to to me. As, as much as I'm very proud of the music, you know, we, we, we craft together and everything, but it, it's not an easy road. It's not an easy road to, to, to uh, but once the mindset is there and it's like, oh, it's done. What the, uh, how did we do this? You know, yeah. but, but the woodworking, it, it will be different. You know, I, I'm confident when it's been a long time. Okay we'll get back into it uh, put the apron on and fucking go but the yeah. music yeah i find it more rigorous and i was i was listening to it i was reading an interview with a uh, american composer i think it, uh, what's his name again anyway and he said people think sometimes because you've been doing something for 30 40 years you know it's like okay bring it on right it, it's not my first rodeo and everything but for him you know, and I, and I, and it kind of resonate with me. You don't want to, you don't want to repeat yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't want to. So I don't know. I, I kind of find it uh, harder, you know, and more difficult, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but once the door open, it's open, you know, composition, it's something really uh, not bizarre, but uh, it's not okay. Put this piece into this piece, and then you screw that here, and then blah, 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 numbers, you know. And uh, right, right. There's something which you can put your finger. That's where the magic's from. Also, that's where like <gasps> we have that that awe moment, you know. So uh, it's not a, a formula that you just stir and then, then the song happened. You know? No, and there's a lot of people that want to hear you say that right now too, dude. Like the fact that you've been this far down the road and things are still difficult, so if you're out there and you're hitting a point in your creativity you've been doing it for however long you've been doing it and you're feeling that that angst of not pushing your craft forward or whatever it doesn't matter how long you've been into it or what you're you're always going to hit that wall at some point but you're going to have to learn how to climb over it you know and that and, and then rule number one, you, you got to surprise yourself, you know, otherwise yeah. it's gonna, it, it, it's not going to hold up. I think, you know, there's actually a good box. question for you for like someone like you, like what would be like, you know, you you're in a box musically, you're like in a box, you're stuck in the box. What would, what would be like your words to tell someone that 
you wanted to get out of the box they want to try something new like how how did you go from okay i'm just gonna do it like this to like trying avant-garde like different things and uh and trying to like get escape the box from my experience i would tell them to to do like when we 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 uh we decided to impose those rules when we started to write obscura after erosion mm -hmm. you just force yourself to go down the road which even get out of comfort zone okay mm -hmm. out of comfort zone and and no worries i mean your 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 technicality toolbox gonna follow you but it's like it's like it, it's like forcing yourself to learn a new language like in, mm -hmm. in life you know? yeah yeah it's not comfort zone but after a while it's like okay i got the more vocabulary so that's what's going to happen musically again it's it's my 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 from my my experience with a step back you know it's like you got to give yourself time to create yourself a new language but get out of your comfort zone yeah so that would be my advice you know Definitely. but which whatever which comfort zone is it's different for for different people you know mm -hmm. Definitely. to me like uh, when it was like writing the erosion I'm not saying it was easy, but you know, I had to keep up technically and everything. And again, we didn't start writing obscure because we were sick of uh, fucking practicing picking. I love that, but mm -hmm. you know, if we don't want to repeat ourselves, and erosion is fucking scan beak and, and and fast picking. So that these are the first two things. Sorry, not Gone. gonna see you anymore. Yeah, so what the fuck, we gonna do now? Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. So, just cut two things, cut things out that you're comfortable with. Just cut exactly. them out. Exactly. So and now, now, right, music. You open yeah. your ears and do exploration mm. on your instrument, and oh, what just happened sonically? That's interesting. Oh, what about oh. what if? What if? What if? You know? Yeah, no giving way. yourself nothing to lean on, dude. Yeah. Exactly. No net. Yeah. Wow. No safety net yeah 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 That's and then advice. first thing you know after 10 songs you created yourself a new comfort zone <laughs> <laughs> right right and True. then and then if you want to keep going then you have to eliminate that part <laughs> which is because wow. the essence of obscura you know those open string dissonance clusters uh -huh. you hear those on colored sand you hear yeah. those on pleiades yeah you hear those on uh on the uh, on the wisdom yeah. But, but they, 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 they're down there. This new road, because Pleiades sounds sure. more contrapuntal, more layered than obscura. But the essence of the aesthetic is there. That is, that's the word that I was thinking of today. Is just there's this essence that really has never left, yeah. no matter what you album more, we've talked about. More, yeah, you have more vocabulary. It, 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 I, I think the language is the best example I can, since music is a language too, and you can express emotion and everything. When, you know, you start a band, you start your first composition, you have a, a more, uh, it's like me speaking in English. You, you understand me, me well, but you can totally hear it's not my main language. So when you start composition, you go with your landmarks and with what, oh, this in my book, that surprised me. This, I think, you know that resonate with me so mm -hmm. you go you go on down this alley and then you you uh you create more words more language and then you can write the more vocabulary you have let's say as an author the more vocabulary you have you can write more complex poetry so it's the same thing with music the more complex it gets with 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 your language as a composer now you can more 
you can write more complex uh, composition and, and you mm -hmm. and you and uh, and it's and it feels clear for mm -hmm. you you know yeah. so i think it's the best uh, parallel i can uh, with, with with That's spoken great. language that you don't know it it's to create yourself your own vocabulary you know but again it, art was always like this if it's painting in renaissance or whatever everybody right. kind of emulate his neighbor but then up oh, they find their own voice but it's a dialect time. it's a dialect right yeah but it takes time yeah yeah you know? that's just going to show yeah exactly yeah and then there's nothing wrong like uh, you, you you see how enthusiastic about when i talked about suffocation but this is amazing it's like i found a new gem what can i say with this language then it yeah. made erosion yeah okay so you, you see but uh, yeah definitely totally jesus yeah i love it love that okay so let's get back on the to the timeline a little bit so obscura you toured that record a little bit and then you wanted to stop playing music went to the woodworking for a while and then um tell us about deciding to get ready for from wisdom to hate which is i mean I, that album too it just blows my mind every time i listen to Thank it you. Thank you. It's such oh, yeah. a, a a perfect oh, yeah. like harnessing well, of everything that Gorguts had done up to that I point, think... and really like just encapsulating everything with a new twist, right? You know. I mean, I remember like I had that on CD, like in the late or I mean, God, when did it come out? Two thousand. Two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. I had like the CD. I had this like in my van like and i was like you know like i told you i was like 18 and i had like the cds in like this little thing like right below like in the little you know cubby and like the thing and it was like like i always had that cd or like one of those like i remember and all the other ones. <laughs> isn't that like that's crazy like the remember era. like how much an album means to you it's like remember yeah. where it was placed in your car like yeah my mine's literally like Man. 20 feet from me right now it's in a <laughs> oh nice yeah, did, oh, yeah. yeah i think you still got the I don't want to go digging for it because I didn't. Yeah. I didn't uh... <laughs> now it's like all in my Apple Music play. You know, I got it all added. Yeah, to, oh, gotta I buy know. copies. I know. Well, <laughs> I, I, still, back hey, I still do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I bought one back in the day. Yeah, it's like I bought. Like I, I tell everyone, I bought a car kind of recently, and like they're like, "Oh, there's no CD player in here," and I'm like, "What the it's fuck?" Like, yeah, it's, not, it's like it's gone now. It's not what, even. What a... is you guys? What is you guys' favorite format for a record? Uh, I mean, uh, probably. I mean, nowadays for me, and I'm I'm late to the game because my my dad was playing records when I was a kid, and for me, when I was be becoming like a, a person into music, I was buying CDs. So I had CDs. My little rec I still remember my little CD player in my little corner desk when I was a kid, and, and putting it in there, and the whole you know ritual of putting the CD in and pressing play and the clicks that it made and everything. But um, I mean, nowadays it's 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 just streaming. Because it's so easy, I could just hear it super quickly. I, I was like, say vinyl. I thought he was. No, that's the thing. Vinyl, vinyl, vinyl was. I mean, no, I still yeah, collect them. I collect. I have vinyls all back person. here. Yeah. I have. I have a bunch of vinyls, but I don't have. I just. I'm lazy now because I'm, you know, American. Uh, yeah. And uh, I've, li I've listened <laughs> to enough audio files that have uh, invested in their record collection and their record player and all that stuff. And yeah. And they make a very valid argument in vinyl mm -hmm. you know and it, it, the the concept always blows my mind i've said it so many times on the show it just blows my mind that a needle can be dragged across 
uh, imprinted piece of plastic that has specific, uh, very, very unique tendencies with each record to where it, it translates to no it's way it's over it's over his guy i'm actually staying way sober on this episode we got luke lemay on right now guys come it's on a joke. it's a joke relax it's um it's like at least when he's drunk that, that 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 <laughs> the caverns that the or canyons the microscopic canyons that the needle follows to make a certain that sound noise. just it's like blows my mind it's dude. preferable over people that like you know for and now that we are on a vinyl tube joel and casey like yeah yeah we finally have a vinyl record now our music is imprinted into a piece of plastic again like i would love to see the microscopic wavelengths of my voice or your drums or to my your... to my argument of like i know i listen to it on spotify a bunch but i do like the sealed piece of artwork i want i want the i want the fucking vinyl like i want to just hold on to it and look at it and be like whoa you know so a, a record uh, uh at the end of the equation you know if, if you gotta how can i say that if you gotta own uh a, a final result of your of your ideas and and and, and your thoughts and your composition you know vinyl it's a record that's what it is you know yeah but yeah more cd guy yeah i always like cds uh, better you know even for um for more ambient music i don't think it's it suits the the, the vinyl it suits the, the, the this uh, this uh, this type of uh aesthetic you know well mm-hmm. but uh, but me i really like cds i like the layout i like the format i like the 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 the, 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 the quality you know, but vinyl, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. What I was saying with vinyl, I was really just, that was what blows my mind about vinyl. I really only have a few records, mainly CDs is the way that I consume. If I can go into my library, my physical library, pull the CD out, look at the, you know, read the lyrics while I'm listening to it, look at the production notes and read the, the band's thanks list. Like that was really what listening to an album was all about for me and i found yeah. out about so many bands just reading the thanks list as a kid just like going through like what is, okay this is my oh, favorite yeah. band let me Same look at things i'm like go buy all those let's buy those you know yeah. so mm-hmm. it was basically like um it was like a shout out for the like the yeah the nerdy metalheads going like fuck this is yeah. amazing i need to find oh, out yeah. what they're listening to yep yeah it's like a damn mongrain i mean with a spawn of possession um so their first thanks was martyr and i was oh, like yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, number one, thanks, Martyr. We're buying all the Martyr now. <laughs> Get all the Martyr, dude. <laughs> and, and, and you know, I wish that the, um, more like uh, record stores were more prevalent. They're not as prevalent, obviously, because of no, the, me, because me, of I'm... what I'm telling you that I'm doing is streaming. But yeah. um, which I wouldn't, I would, if I were to choose, I would definitely get rid of the streaming for the record stores of so going into the record store, walking in, holding the artwork, looking at it. Like there's like one in town now. It used to be like, seven and there's one now you know yeah there, there was this small uh record shop in sherbrooke you know that's where i i would i would uh, like every, every time i would you know i get disabel all the time and i look for new bands and then mm-hmm. a new records coming out so i was like ah i would call gf you know at the store and say hey uh 
the day it comes out, you know, put a copy uh, on the side for me. I'm going to pick that up. But uh, anyway, so, and he closed his shop. Uh, when was that? Mm. Last summer? Midsummer? Oh. So, like, for instance, like the new Catatonia records coming out soon, you know, but that, that order, that from Europe and everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, I really enjoyed, uh, you know, going to the independent shop, but they're not around anymore. Yeah, right. yeah, I know it's it sucks. And by the way, the Tabernacle, I got a message or a comment from uh, our buddy Joe Lester from Intronaut. He Too said, much uh, swearing? "Yeah, he's all, he's all, he's all tell tell Luke Tabernacle." <laughs> that's all he said to say and i'm like i'm always said it about 17 times already so you're already too late to the party you know hey dude dude when i started jamming with colin and kevin you know that's the first word they, they learned from me i say that yeah, yeah. Seconds. <laughs> i love it man i love it so all right we didn't did we get into we didn't really get into like so for wisdom to hate like you're was it was the the idea okay we went we we focused on certain aspects of creating music with obscura now let's bring it back to kind of the more death metal aspect of things that's a good point yeah because i remember mcdonald was saying ah oh, i mean i like obscura but uh we don't have the death metal vibe you know so we kind of i think on uh, on the wisdom we we kind of found on the fence you know no compromise for experimentation sound so to speak but it's more death metal mm -hmm. traditional death metal you know like, right uh, like inverted to me it's it's maybe one of my favorite song on that record it has everything that obscura has in, in its toolbox but it kind of sound more death metal but if you pay attention to each riff it's not traditional death metal but mm -hmm. the spirit is kind of back in the room. Don't you agree? Does right. Yeah. Like no, that's yeah, exactly that's what, that's I what we, I, we wanted to capture. I was saying to myself, like, okay, what was the element that was kind of taken or put aside for Obscura? And that would be the death metal aspect yeah. of the project. And then you get to from wisdom to hate. And we're, we're going to, we're going to add that back in, but maybe not as big of a percentage so so may, maybe uh, my intention worked because that was the feeling you had when you heard the record exactly exactly right. you, you it it conveyed exactly what you wanted it to yeah. and it, yeah, yeah, yeah. here's one example of somebody who understood it boom totally <laughs> yeah that's right yeah and 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 you get that like because that that really is uh, um to ask a listener to go from considered to erosion okay we've taken you now down this path to erosion that is a step in a different direction from considered to erosion and then it's a it is a very big step to obscura you know and for the ones that still let you hold on to their hands i'm not letting go okay keep going down this path now it's like okay we showed you the boundaries now let's let's tone it back now let's take it take you and, and i still i'm the i'm the one that's like don't hold let go of my hand dude <laughs> i want to i, I want to keep going on this journey you know but it is like oh, oh you've taken me to the edge now okay now let's scale it back okay yeah yeah ooh, ooh, but, right. uh, i heard that a couple times you know uh even Maybe from my own perspective, you know, if you, if you look at the, the discography with a step back now, 
uh, wisdom kind of sound like that 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 could have been the record that that could have came out be, made more sense in between erosion and obscura so to speak right don't you agree i do agree with that but yeah. it, i don't i don't necessarily think it should have been but there but it depends how but it does fit it, right it, it does fit right inside there and and uh, if you want to look at like a progression it would definitely still fit smoother progression so to speak maybe but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's out of place it's not out of place for me no i think it's perfect like aftermath yeah it's like we went to the edges of sanity and now we've we're able to come back and tell the story after the storm you know (laughs) yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah and i remember you guys playing and you know in 2001 and like just being like blown away like like we, we had heard your stuff we like 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 we're already fans but i just started getting into metal death metal especially and so i just was like so blown away you guys were so good like all that stuff like all that i, I don't know what the set list was exactly like and, and but everything was so good and i remember like chewy just like i was like what who is that like hey. that guy is incredible hey. and he was I got, I got, I got to say uh, something about Chewy uh, when uh, Daniel, you know, the yeah, first time yeah. he, that he came to my place, you know, because check it out. For, first thing first, we we, we were uh, we were booked to play a Milwaukee uh, Metal Fest uh, in the summer, and then uh, Big Steve had left the band, blah blah blah. So I called uh, Pierre Rimiard, you know. That the, he, he, he engineered Obscura from Wisdom and uh, Colored Sand. You know, Colin mixed Colored Sand, but uh, anyway, he's guitar player from Oblivion. So I call Pierre and I say, hey, dude, you, you, it would be fun, you know, if you could play a show to, uh, with us. So he says, dude, I have no time for this. You know, I mean, no, 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 no offense, you know, but there's this guy you should, uh, you should call. It's uh, that, uh, Dan Mongrain. He plays in Martyr. It's in Martyr. Hmm. Kind of rings a bell, but I didn't know them. So he said, "Oh, here's his number. You know, check it out. Check it. Check him out." Mm-hmm. So, so we go play Milwaukee as a three piece. So we do the show. Da, 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 we do our thing. Good. Coming back from Milwaukee, I, I give a call to uh, Dan, and uh, Dan said, "Oh, I've listened to Obscura. I'm not sure if I am, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll go meet you in Montreal." So one evening, he comes to my place, first time we meet, and he uh, and he and he kind of made his mind. He said, "Yeah, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play with you, you know, I kind of because because he told me uh, with very honest, you know, he said well, first time I heard Obscura, he said I didn't know if I was uh, 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 surprised by the the composition or I had disgust about it. It's like what the fuck is that shit." <laughs> <laughs> so we have to fucking sleep on it a bit you know yeah yeah but you know uh, understandable but but uh, thankfully for me it was on the good side he he went for the the artistic approach yeah right <laughs> so Definitely. uh so uh so we come to my place one evening so hey we meet blah 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 okay we start uh learning song so we sit face to face on chair with the, and he had a little uh, music stand, you know, and dude, 
I think he learned like fucking four or five songs from Obscura in one fucking evening. Wow. Jesus. Let's say let's 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 say four for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, I remember he goes like, "Okay, play that riff." And he was fucking tabbing uh eyeball visually. Yeah. Okay, I was curious about that too. So how, how do you teach guitarists? Like, so you don't use tabs? Like, if you teach someone that joins the band, I use all... tab now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Working with Kevin and Colin and even Patrice, everybody reads music in the band, so mm -hmm. that's a very uh, useful uh, leverage, you know. For, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, we yeah. Don't, we don't see each other often, you know. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. like uh, anyway, we need we need to speak about Chewy a bit, you know. So uh, yeah, we'll come back to tabs after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, doing it just with his eyes. But, but but he tabbed out what you were doing. Yeah, yeah, but not not every song, but but on on some occasion, you know. But yeah, still, like, he needed to. Yeah. I know yeah. seeing Dan on Grand for the first time, just playing with Crickopsy, I was like, this might be the best guitar player I've yeah, seen. Yeah, he's and fucking, like, I just yeah. I could immediately just see. I was like, who is this guy? Oh, it's the Martyr guy. Oh, like immediately, I was like, this guy is like one of the best musicians. Yeah, I've he seen is. Star. He's definitely a, a name that should be spoken about way more. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know what, guys? When uh, what? Because because we lived together after he moved to Montreal with me, we lived together in my loft and we practiced there and we wrote from wisdom there. That was the from wisdom. Uh, okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And two, two, two things. Three, three things. One evening, he goes uh, in town at Fofun. And he went to see Voivod play, I think, I believe it was the Phobos uh, tour. And it was uh, Eric Forrest uh, singing. He said, oh, man, I went to see Voivod, blah, 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 blah. And me, fine. Voivod, me, I'm more a killing technology and outer limit. And uh, kind of, uh, I have my moments, you know. Love the band. Don't get me wrong. But not as much as him, even back then. So not that it. It surprised me, but uh, but early on in our uh, friendship, you know, he manifests, you know, oh, dude, they're they're so great and this and that. And even B Big Steve was was big big fan. Provence, first drummer of Gorgots, big fan of uh, of Voivod. Me, I came so late in the game. Not that I came they're, so late, they're, but they're Montreal, but I, right? Montreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But me yeah. as a teenager, listened to a lot of Killing Technology, and then uh, it it took a long time for me to come back to the anyway. Yeah. So, so there was that that moment with uh, with Dan, you know, going to see uh, Voivod. One evening, uh, we're hanging out, we're just jamming, and he's playing uh, a, a Voivod song just for fun. I said, "Dude, show me a riff for fun," you know. And he showed me uh, he showed me uh, a Voivod riff, you know. And dude, it was so much fun to play. <laughs> yeah, and we're tuning C, you know, but uh, and dude, he could fucking nail it. No problem. So, right. so this, so that was like normal Tuesday night. Hey, I'll show you a Voivod riff. No problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But not a tough Voivod riff because hey, I have my uh, my limits. You know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's the 25th. Uh, you know, I told you about the 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 the, the thing for the air guitar that I carved and everything. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. On that evening, they were uh, on that evening, but weekend they were paying homage to Piggy, you know, for like uh, some uh, uh, 
some kind of uh, of wayon uh, tabarnak like they do for hockey players. They're gonna raise a shirt in the arena. How do you call that? Yeah, like a memorial, memorial or a hall of fame. Like uh, a retiring, or, retiring the number. Or Quebec medal, whatever. They were honoring yeah, yeah. his work, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so, away was there. Snake was there. I don't remember who played. It wasn't Blackie that played bass that night. And they asked Dan to learn. I think they did like a Voivod medley or something. And dude, it was fucking amazing. So I think, I could be wrong. You, you have to ask him in an interview. But to me, I think it's this evening. Maybe in, 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 in a way's mind or something. It's like, oh, we know we experienced something tonight. You know, somebody that can fucking nail our shit, you know. But yeah. But. So just just to 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 uh, to close my thought, you know, on his talent. Uh, to me, that's what I said, you know, on the video uh, that when they were raising funds for the statue, you know, for Piggy and everything. There's nobody else than fucking Dan that can play this. Nobody. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. He, he, he understand the, the 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 aesthetic, and he knows. He knows if he writes a, a cheesy Voivod riff or a fucking killer one. So he, he understand layers that uh, uh, average metalhead, we, we don't go there. You, you understand right. what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So that's my he, speaks, you know? he, he speaks the Voivod language fluently. So, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. He, 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 he got full circle in the language. So it's like, I can write the story you want now. No problem. Even with words you don't know. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It, musically it's as a as an image you know totally dude. Dude. yeah dude. we 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 had a we had a great time with dan he's i forget what episode he was but um oh so good yeah he's he's a great dude very yeah. humble dude um, I, ju I, I just say him i i saw him last week i, I was going to this uh this uh uh technician repair shop uh place uh, close to patrice's place you know dude i had my old vh140 you know mpeg fix oh yeah yep yeah. nope. so i parked there and then hey 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 what's up you know and it's dan opening the door so we had a quick uh quick chat nice awesome, hey luke luke can you do me a favor mm -hmm. um so for voivod I've, I've i've listened to just random things and i never really it never really caught me but i could tell there was something there if you were to tell someone like me, like I know you said you got into it kind of later, is it what would you tell someone to like listen to or to? I, it's I'd it's, say it's listen a, to the newest one, dude, with Dan on it. It's fucking great, dude. It's synchronistic something. Uh, it is synchronistic. Hey, Anthony, in in the latest one, you know they did an EP post society tabarnak. It's good. <clears throat> nice. Yeah, it's heavy. It's like Voivod, but heavier and darker you know and, and production is great yeah uh it's I'd... It, it's down the path it's like they haven't missed it they didn't miss a road they just kept going and it, it's synchro it's, anarchy that's the one that i'm talking about sure. anarchy, check that out bro yeah, that yeah, one yeah. is fucking... oh yeah this one's very good but but me uh, in the latest one with dan you know uh, me synchro anarchy fucking hit me uh, that ep it's good but me, the oldest one, fun, strangely enough, it, it's an underdog, uh, unsung one. Me, it's Outer Limits. Okay. Dude, there's... Um, and there's a 17-minute song in there. 
You should start mm. with this song because it has, to me, it has the flavor of Killing Technology and Dimension Atras. But if you start with song one, you're going to go like, that's not the... Right. But, to, but then, but th that's how... What got my attention was that 17-minute epic song. And dude, yeah. it, it's fucking... That's like epic. how Rush got me back in the day was yeah. those lengthy which one is it uh joel that has the 20 it's like a 17 or 20 minute is it 2112 or something 2112 probably no no it's the other one that we like oh, oh it's uh hemispheres there we go hemispheres uh, that yeah, fucking yeah. Oh. Well, the album i mean like leave i know obviously so, I mean, luke, 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 luke you're canadian like what's your favorite rush album how about that that's a fucking question oh, to me it's yeah, uh right. snake and arrows Oh wow! Yeah. So wow, dude, I I enjoy that album too, but that oh, is the, actually that the production. That's a I love field the, one. I love the atmosphere of the production on that record. Interesting. Dude, everything sounds like a I saw album. them on that tour, dude, and it was a great, great oh, show, yeah. dude. I never get, and I I love uh, moving pictures, uh, counterparts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have twenty one twelve, but. It, not now it's dude my uncle book. will love that you love snakes and arrows that's oh, so funny, and arrow, uh, i mean no hesitation uh, first choice wow yeah. i'm wow. gonna go back and okay. listen to that yeah, that's gonna be uh listen now it's yeah. it's got great production and it's got good songs but man i i did not expect you to say that one yeah. just because there's so many greats with rush you know yeah. yeah. but that's no. awesome that's i love yeah. the, i love the like because usually people are like okay well what is my metal credit like lie on like you know like you say the new one you, most people will not say the new rush album like that that's such a a, a fucking curveball to people you know what was that's, that that was like 2008 like with or something. it was uh, uh uh outer limits nobody yeah, yeah. nobody talks but me that that's that's funny. what it spoke again, to you jack Liminus, the 17 minutes song you 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 do me a favor. You go listen to that. Song oh, someone tonight. someone type that in here, right? Oh, here. we're definitely going to be listening to all this. Yeah, Jack Luminous. They said that earlier. Yeah, and crank it loud. <laughs> all right, all right. I am. Take, I'm take in. Advice, <laughs> take the advice from the master, dude. So to me, when I so just to finish on with Dan, you know, when I when I see Dan perform, you know, with Voivod, and I hear him on the new record, it's like if he pick up the torch on on that song, you know. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the from wisdom to hate touring aspect of it though, how did that go? It went good. It went good. Cause that album it does it, it seems a little bit shorter than uh I don't know if it just feels like it's shorter to me, but maybe no, it's it, shorter. Yeah. Hey, had to be death metal, so we gotta do a short record. Yeah, right? that's right. That no, it kind of that 10 11 song oh not eight. even it's like eight eight songs or something is it's it really like, uh, 45 ish but that's actually still lengthy for that amount of songs that's good. Yeah. yeah so yeah. how how so, that so, touring cycle go for that one it went it went good uh, so we did uh, we did a first tour uh, and uh, Dan came on the road blah 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 i think uh, yeah that's the tour we did uh, Again, uh, we name all the band uh, uh, earlier. Uh, Casey, what, what were the band? What, no, it was it on the Berserker. I think the Berserker. Uh, it was on the From Wisdom tour. 
I think so. Anyway, so it went Is good. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and then uh, came back from the tour, blah blah blah, and then uh, Dan and I uh, we parted ways. He, he went back to work on Martyr and everything. And uh, we had another tour with the aside and we did this tour as a three piece. And, okay. uh, and that was it. That, that was it after, you know, uh, that's when, you know, when we came back from that tour, you know, me, I was taking a lot of dope and everything. So I decided to leave Montreal and I wasn't studying anymore. Neither. I, I had left a conservatory. So I said to work in a fucking shop in Montreal and I'm fucking, uh, uh, mm -hmm. I didn't hate, I just hate my life, you know, and uh, I had yeah. to take some air and uh, get out. Yeah. So, so I left. And so that's when the, the band uh, finished after that. Yeah. Yeah. But and I just, I mean, I, I never thought that I would make more and more albums after that, you know, as I said. Really? Like, so at that time you were like. And, you... I, and I was, what's that? I'm saying at that time you really were like, okay, it's done. Yeah, and I was really happy with what was accomplished, you know. Mm -hmm. it, it, mm -hmm. No, uh, uh, no unfinished business. Like, oh, wish we never made that record. Or so I was artistically, I was really happy and proud of uh, what we did. Each wow. record is very different, you know. And mm -hmm. yeah, and, uh, I got my fix. I got my fucking fix. There was no wow. disappointment. There was only there was left on a high note and just walk off in the distance, probably, right? Is that what you're thinking? I'm sorry? Oh, like you, you, you left on a high thing? Like you left on a, a really good album and just walked away. Like Yeah, right, maybe, but my heart wasn't into that. And I had to take care of my uh of my life, you know, dude. Mm. I, I was tripping so much. I mean, it was uh very unhealthy, you know, a lot of yeah. chemicals and uh fucking uh, no more weed and uh, you know what i'm sorry if you don't mind me asking what chemicals oh i was doing a lot of blow you know for but oh, for two years or something and it got me a lot of trouble you know i'm very excessive person when did that start i'm sorry when did that start oh that was uh that was a bit before dan came in the band you know but so was that was a post obscura yeah, so to speak, you know, but I was really private about it. But at some point, it kind of get out of hand and uh, right. Out of hand, and uh, it wasn't unhealthy, you know. But I, when you're but touring I, and stuff, it's when you're touring, hitting the road, it's kind of hard to like to be away from it. It's it's always actually, around. You know what? I was healthier on the road because I wasn't really? in, into my home patterns. And stuff. Oh, you was oh, a home okay. pattern. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So uh, and you know. Uh, so I couldn't focus at the at, at, at the conservatory anymore. So I left school, got really depressed, you know, and uh, I was really uh, outside my shoes, you know. So I said, you know what? And then I met my, my girlfriend. So mm -hmm. uh, I told the boys, you know, uh, I told McDonald and Cloutier, uh, I'm, uh, I'm leaving. I, yeah. I got to take care of. Uh, no, because otherwise it's unproductive and they forget it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. uh, so I came came here, you know, closer to my family, and I start over again. And you know that that's what you got to do. You got to change your environment, you know, when you're deep right. in those uh, yeah yeah uh, uh, behaviors and stuff, you know. That's a very and, educated uh, way of doing it, though. Oh, a lot totally. of people don't it's, change. Uh, a lot of people don't change yeah. their environment, and they like they keep yeah. it going to understand sure. that. Uh, it's no, very no, 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 no. Good. Very I was good. really unhappy, you know, and uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just left and then, you know, and then 
we got that phone call. I got the phone call, you know, McDonald committed suicide. Yeah. And then yeah. me to me, it was like the nail in the I'm done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not going we, down this path. We, yeah. we went to a service, you know, Cloutier. Even Big Steve had left the band. We did wisdom with, with Dan and we haven't spoke and we we weren't on the on the on the on the bad uh how do you say that on the bad bad terms? Oh, yeah, but he just did his thing, and it's mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. very strange time with friendship and everything, you know. Yeah, very so, sad. Do you, you decided to clean up off the chemicals pre or post this uh, Steve's passing? Oh, pre pre. Okay. I was already uh, okay. I already moved, you know, so I was doing good, you know. Okay, so you're already. Yeah, yeah. Like again, I talk about that. I wasn't like junkie for ten years or whatever. It's just like a bad curve, you know. And then okay, you gotta yeah, yeah, reset the. There's no way, dude, dude, dude. And I mean, when 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 you, I mean, when you show up to rehearsal and your fucking gears at the pawn shop, so you get high. I mean, forget it. I lost my viola, the pawn shop, and all the. It's it's just no shit. So it's like. Dude, I'm no. so glad that I mean one idea I had no idea about that, and two, no, no, I'm no, so no, but I, I don't, it's not something I'm proud of, and I don't, well, no, no, I, no, and that, okay, but, I can talk about it. It's okay. no, and yeah, I thank I, you for talking about that. One, thank you for opening up about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, two, yeah, yeah. I, I do love hearing that because, um, I hold you in such high regard, and and knowing that you overcame that there's there's actually a lot of things in your timeline that you've overcame to become the person that you are talking to us today you're such a nice dude you're so humble and and to know like how many hurdles you've had to jump over but but that that that's part of uh what we became as an older person too you know it's it's something you understand and uh, lessons learned yeah For sure. it's, it's an experience, you know. Now I'm not ashamed uh, of the. I mean, I don't talk to it in every interview or whatever, but the, it's it's okay, you know. Uh, there was there was a lot of dope in the band at some point, you know, a lot of dope. Even McDonald, it was no fun road, huh? And he ended up uh, fucking uh, hanging himself, you know. So uh, yeah, yeah, ooh. crazy. I know. That's so, that uh, the, the, the party's been over for a while, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so uh, it's, all good. it's too much. I mean, I always, I always talked about like, I mean, I'm, I'm having drinks right now, but I've always noticed that like when you're having drinks or partying, you're borrowing, you know, happiness from tomorrow. So how much, how much, how much happiness are you willing to borrow to be like, okay, is is it worth the party now? To Cheers. Feel like depression and like you know all the things tomorrow. Like, can you? I mean, can you handle that tomorrow or not? You know. Yeah. Okay, you know where we're chatting. You guys have a beer. It's all oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know, I know. It's I know, not I'm like gonna... we're, we're yeah. fucking italic uh, coma and fucking puking ourselves out. And, it's uh, like yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I mean, it's there, it's, it's there's it's, different it's, levels. Well, there's like innocent ways to have fun, and the innocent no, 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 is no. most is like a little bit of like dessert, you know. No, no, no. Then it's like, oh, I'll have a drink or two. You know, it's like there's like levels, and then it just gets to like, but it can get off. It can get off before you know it. Oh, absolutely. Before you know it, you're like, oh, I'm, you know, you have like. Well, I have a couple yeah. drinks a week until like yeah. oh, I have like nine drinks a day. Oh, like oh, I'm oh, yeah, going out and doing that's just human behavior though. If I would have stayed in Montreal and, and kept going those uh, and kept uh, going on those uh, very bad behavior, uh, 
you know, I don't think we uh, we would have made those records. Uh, we probably wouldn't be talking right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, I don't I don't think I would have gone down that road, but you know, so yeah. unhappy and everything. So that's why it was a very good yeah. move. Then that's when all the woodworking started and everything. So oh, it was yeah, awesome. so much fun exactly. and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have so, great outlets. I mean, I know that like for. It's funny because I, I, you know, hang out with people that aren't into metal and they're like, oh, the metal people are so nice and mellow. It's like because we have a we have an outlet to get our our all of our like mad. Like, we have right. all of our anger. We have a place to like get it out. And everyone's like, oh, you're nice here. Like, I thought it was gonna be like everyone's going to be like when you're walking on the show. Like no one's like, hello. How are yeah. you hey, how's it going? Because everyone's yeah. like got their outlet, you know, and, yeah. and you rehearsal have room is a nice place to get it out, you know. Don't exactly. need to go to a fucking UFC. Uh I mean it's fine <laughs> if you like the, your UFC, you know, but you yeah. don't need to uh anyway. No, no, but if you really do it right, you're getting a cardio workout in the rehearsal studio too. So you got your physical and mental it's not yeah. just it's not just, physical, it's not just like working out. It's like also like yeah that like artistic outlet though. Like mm -hmm. yeah I'm sorry yeah. It's, it's also the the artistic outlet. Yeah, yeah. You know, like creative. almost like if you were, yeah, like if you were like making a horror movie or something. It doesn't have to be like you're like sweating or something, but like you're, you know, you're like you're like putting it out there. Yeah, you're yeah. like you're putting something out there that like is, is like is being put together and built, and then people are even if one or two people think it's interesting, that's worth it. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, like exactly. All that matters, you know, or even if you think it's interesting, who cares? You know, you gotta, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. Gotta just. uh it's just fun to create art, you know, and yeah. there's an outlet to that. And then like, there's the physical element too, of course, playing it and, and, and you know, performing it. Yeah. And that's like an adrenaline and that's a whole different, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. there's bands that like, you know, that being tight as a band is a whole nother thing, you know? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that's such a, you know, when, when, when I was in school and I experienced the thing that you, you create music, but somebody else plays it for you. Oh, wow. That's something yeah. different than when you have yeah. to perform it yourself. And then you're in your chair and you're like, no, not like this. Not like <laughs> yeah. You're like, dude, yeah. you're you start waving a wandering. Out, if not more than when you're on stage and you do the thing. You, you know how to do it, you know, but it's a big responsibility too when you have to perform. And uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, um, okay, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to play yeah, well live. Exactly. And, uh, I mean, before we well. get, oh, that's true. Before we get too far away from the chemicals and drugs conversation, I have one more question for you. What kind of psychedelics have you used, Luke? Have you, oh man, dove into psychedelics at all? Dude, dude, the short story, uh, in, in, you know, in the comic uh, book I told you guys uh, that uh, got out, th there's a funny story in there about uh, one day that we were all four uh, 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 bust out on the, on chemicals. <laughs> we, you know, smoke uh, smoke some weed, blah blah blah. Okay, we're getting uh, we're getting ready to jam, and then one of our friends stopped by the rehearsing place during summer. You know, very hot and everything, and he had some uh, some uh, LSD. Mm -hmm. You know, on paper, how do you call that? It's LSD. You know? yeah, it's like a, a tab. A tab. Or... I'm sorry. A tab. Yeah, a tab. So, yeah, yeah. Acid, so yeah. we had that. And uh, and back then I had some fucking uh, crazy neighbors, you know, uh, mental health and uh, you know, very very sketchy. Uh, mm -hmm. anyway. 
So, so the guy lived in the house next door. He was always dressed, you know, as a in army, and he had like this Rambo knife, and he was screaming at us outside. We don't want yeah, yeah, here anymore, and blah blah blah. <laughs> and us that day, you know, just got a tab in, you know, not kicked in yet, but uh, you know, it, it's in there. Definitely. So we go back inside, and we decide that uh, that we jam. So we start to jam, and dude, at some point, man, 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 I'm, I'm laughing just... so hard. It's not... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... And, and I'm looking at McDonald's, you know, he's in, in no shirt, and he's like doubling, you know, like this. <laughs> you know, like yeah. and, and me, I remember looking at the carpet, I'm just laughing my <laughs> Yeah. So fucking so hard, you yeah, know. Because some people can use the acid for being like inspirational, but some people like some yeah, people just, just want to have the, have the fun and just laugh, have a good time, like and yeah. experience experience friendship and stuff. You know what I mean? Like not, let's, you know, let's not make music right now. <laughs> so at some point, me, I said, "Fuck it, I can't play, man." Blah blah blah. Forget it. So yeah, I yeah. take my guitar, put it there. So I went out in the kitchen because we were jamming in that closed room, you know. So yeah, I walked yeah. in the kitchen, and and you know, the kitchen was like you had the kitchen. It was like a big room. And you had my bedroom, but the bedroom was uh, separated. There was no wall. It was a Gorgot's flag there that, like, divided mm -hmm. the room in, in two, okay? So yeah. I look at, at, the, at the backdrop, the, the banner, and it's on fire. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I, <laughs> I said, guys, fire. And now <laughs> they're fucking laughing. So I tear it off. I walk outside. And I see my, my neighbor's wife, she's on my fucking porch, and she's like, what the fuck, guys? And so she entered in the room while we were jamming, and she set the fucking place on fire. Oh, my, oh God. my God. That's so terrible. <laughs> and we're like, what the fuck? And dude, you can see that in the book. It's very funny. Dude, you see our tongue with the tab on it? And yeah. you know? like, fun, fun. And this is a fire at the end. It's like, I, my question would be like, if you guys didn't take acid that night, would that lady have set shit on fire? Like, yeah, it's... wait, check it out. <laughs> then we stop the, the jam. And then she, she goes to her room and me, I'm kind of laughing and having no more fun either. It's like, Ooh, it kind of, kind of brings you back, you know, but, but dude, you look at yourself in the mirror and you, Oh have, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The mirror, the mirror move is always like a, that's like bad a move. level it's yourself. Bad move. I mean, for me nowadays, like, I mean, every now and then I'll like once a year, I'll take like a psychedelics and stuff and just, just, I know what the mirror brings. So I just stare at it and let it have fun. Like, let yeah. it, just let it do so my thing. <laughs> then, then, then the, one of the guys said, dude, I mean, we got to call the cops on this. I said, dude, you feel like seeing the cops right now? Are you ready to <laughs> do like, a report? Peak, you know, it kicked in and everything. <laughs> and then, so we wait a few minutes, and then uh, Cloutier said, "Dude, I mean, we can't let that go. We really got to call the cops." I'm like, "Yeah." Okay. So I take the phone, call the cops. I said, uh, "And then you got this cop uh, answering. Is like, yeah, hello, whatever." I'm like, uh, "Sir, we were jamming, and the flags on fire." That, I said, "Just something like that." <laughs> He's like, the guys start laughing in the back. You guys probably like, oh, dude, you guys are shredding, dude. And then he's like, what? I said, okay, sir. I said, I'm sorry. We had a few beers, you know, so I'll try to explain myself. Blah, blah, blah. He said, okay. So I explained him the best I could. So he said, okay, I'm going to send someone. Dude, three fucking uh, uh, cop car uh, got to my place. So there was six policemen in the apartment. <laughs> 
And dude, and then and then we explain the, the 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 story. Then they look at the banner, and there's no way we could tell that fire had caught on that thing. So Jesus. then I'm like, is it me that fucking with hallucination or what the fuck, you know? <laughs> so we look like fucking stupid, you know, with six cops. And you have a nosy one that kind of looks for trouble while you're talking to the other guy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So I ended up doing, uh, uh, how do you call that, deposition? You know, you, you tell your story. and Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's a re- we end, call it you know? like doing a report or an interview. Exactly, yeah. a report. That's it. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the right word. So I do a report, uh, you know, and they, so they went to knock at her place. Nobody answered. And now, dude, we when the cops left, we were like, dude, very bad tripping. It's like, dude, I'm not sleeping here. And so we all left with our instrument and slept someplace else. We're afraid the place would go down on fire, you know? Oh my God. So the next day, I go work at my mom's restaurant. I come back. So when I come back early afternoon, Cloutier is already there waiting for me. And he, then he goes like, dude, you, you heard about that? I said, what? About the neighbor. What do you mean the neighbor? Dude, the, the, the fireman, the police, and the ambulance were here this morning, and they fucking arrested the neighbor. So what the fuck? Yes, because someone from the hospital came by to make sure she was taking medicine right for mental health, and she uh, she uh, she threatened the, 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 the hospital person, you know, that if she wouldn't leave her for, she would burn the house. So she was fucking pyromaniac. I didn't dream about it. You know? Yeah, so, dude, you got your fucking... You got proof that it wasn't just fucking. So that was a chemical experience. Uh, I think it's my last chemical experience. Is that really? Yeah, that's, uh, okay. That sounds like a like a, a heavy one. You know, at the, yeah. At the yeah, end. That'll, that'll set you straight. Just to finish on that, the newspaper came back, uh, came came by with photographer and journalist. You know, and, and, it and you, guys, the cat, you guys are tripping this whole time in the, in the, the newspaper the next day. So we got the article and pinned it on the wall in the rehearsing room. <laughs> and dude, she had kind of weirdly shaved her head just with clipper strokes, like jackassy or something. Yeah. And she was trapped like fucking Annibal Lecter on the fucking, uh, how do you say that? The bed with rollers that goes into an ambulance or something? Oh, uh, uh, Gurney. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so no more tabs for me. It's all good. <laughs> Only guitar tabs. No, no. It, yeah, yeah. It's all about guitar tabs now. But dude, it had to happen that day that we're fucking wait. Dude, we do that like uh, once every two years. But yeah, that yeah. afternoon, fucking fire, policemen. I mean, oh Jesus, nightmare. that sounds like a nightmare. That sounds like the worst thing you want in that. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that's God. so good. That's a story dude. right there. That is a story. Thank you, drugs. <laughs> yes, dude. Most definitely. All right, oh, so man. we're we're closing in on three hours, but we do want to get the we don't want to cap this story off, so let's keep going with this real quick. Um, so after from wisdom to hate, what was Coders your hands. you know mind? Oh, where were you at in your mind? You were like, okay, this is this is it. I'm done. Yeah, like I said, you know, I said to myself, I'm done. You know, and uh, yeah. <clears throat> I just uh, just put the put the guitar under the bed and I'm uh, I'm just done, and uh, then started the woodworking and woodworking was picking up well and I was uh, having a lot of uh, a lot of fun doing this you know, and learning a lot of new things. Then, a couple of years after, Big Steve uh, reached me, 
And he goes like, dude, uh, I'm starting Negativa, and I would like if you come play guitar with us. I said, yeah. dude, I haven't played in fucking four years. I'm like, yeah, forget it. No, 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 no. Come on. You know, we're going we're gonna to jam together again. It's going to be fun. This and that. I'm like, oh, dude, I don't know, you know. And he not twist my arm, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, I was kind of missing, you know, uh, making music with him. You know, we had a very good uh, 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 complicity. Yeah. So, uh, so I started uh, every week, you know, I would hitchhike to Montreal and fucking prep because I wasn't still driving yet. Dude, I hitchhiked 20 years before having my license. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I live two hours from Montreal. How okay now now you're gonna make me ask you more questions right now, dude. Like yeah. you hitchhiked for 20 years. Who tell me about some people that you came across? Did you did you hold relationships with any of them? Was there any psychos that you're like, holy shit, I shouldn't be in this car right now? All that stuff, dude. The now I need to know. Yeah, yeah. Dude, uh Man, I mean, I met the, some 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 uh, Bible freaks, some uh, you, you name it. I mean, uh, uh, some that they, they 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 give you a ride because they think you know they they they, uh, they they you're a prostitute or something. Or uh, and and I met very uh, very nice people too. You know, for for instance, when I was hitchhiking uh, pretty much uh, every day of the week. You know, weekdays to go work at my mom's restaurant there. And on the way back, there was always that salesman that would stop at the restaurant. So I would cook him like uh, two cheeseburgers and he would give me a ride back home so I can be on time at two o'clock for rehearsal, you know. So I met very wow. helpful and nice people, you know. Sure. When I started the band, check it out. When I started the band, I was like 18. I was a chiking, wow. going back home on Sunday night around 11 or midnight from Sherbrooke to 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 my place which is about 30 minutes driving mm -hmm. and uh one evening i was stuck at the corner there and there's this man that stopped he goes like where are you going i said i go to danville he said i live in richmond i can take you to danville which is like 10 minutes apart or something and uh we became good buddies and he was like the 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 the, the security guy for the bus station in sherbrooke so he said, dude, are you coming to town every week? I said, yes. He said, just come see me when you're done rehearsal. and I'm going to take you home on, on, on Sundays. So I had very good like angels or very nice uh, people, you know, helping me on those uh, hitchhike right. years. But right. of course, I met some fucking uh, psychos. and uh, Anybody weirdos. that like you were like, holy shit, dude, I don't know why I'm in the car with this person. Dude, dude, there was there was this guy. He stopped to give me a ride. But he said, oh, the door doesn't open. you got to come by. I'm going to walk out of the car. you got to come by from the driver's seat to sit on the passenger seat, okay? Whoa. Dude, you get in the car. The car is all stripped out. The steering wheel is all on. It's on steel. It's stripped out. You understand? When it, yeah, yeah. You see wires everywhere. It's like, what the fuck? And he's drunk out of his mind. So I get in the car. <laughs> we cross a bridge. And first thing we know, we get in the fucking ditch. And I said, hey, fuck you, man. So I... <laughs> And in the winter, you know, it's like, oh, tab, I'm not like, you know, dude. And, and a, a convicted guy that just went out of prison, you know, got oh, away once, you know, and uh, got in the ditch also with this guy. Oh, anyway. Man. So, you know what? You know, I told you about the comic book. You know what? You know what's the first picture, the first drawing that you see on the comic book? Huh. 
you see me hit chai king. That's how it starts. Wow, no <laughs> shit. The day that I Damn. got the cigar on tape, I went to visit friends hit chai king that day, you know. So it's uh wow. but the hit chai king thing did a lot of mileage. Yeah, dude. It really sounds like I mean 20 years. That's how you get around. That's crazy, bro. That is so Jesus. crazy. No, I love it though. It, it makes total sense. It's that's a Luke LeMay move. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then I started jamming with Big Steve. Then we did mm -hmm. the Negativa EP. Which I bought as soon as it came out. Oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah, so so you heard all these songs. Oh yeah, we so, were waiting for that. That was an anticipation album yeah, yeah. for me. It was so like Luke came out of the thing and now he's in Negativa, dude. What? It's funny because you say come comes out of the woodwork, but he's a woodworker. Get out get out of the, the fucking uh, wood chip pile, you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh so jamming with Big Steve, and every Friday when we're done with rehearsal, we go for a little snack in town and blah blah blah. And uh and then Big Steve said, dude, I really gotta talk to you about something. I said, What the fuck? Something wrong? No, 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 no. But I gotta talk to you about something. I said, "Fuck, man!" <laughs> he was pulling my leg, you know. <laughs> and he says, uh, "You know what happened in two years?" No. He said, "It's gonna be uh, Gorkot's twenty uh, anniversary." Okay. Mm, so, he said, "You should make another record." Ah, come on, man! No, I'm not gonna Tabernacle. make another record. Huh? Tab on that. You think I'm going to make it? <laughs> no record. Let's drop some tabs. No, no. And, uh, so I said, no, man. I said, come on. Uh, I said, my plate is full with the, with the workshop. And, uh, you know, it's nice. We get together, you know, we, we, we do, we do this and it, and it's your band. I didn't want to be in the driver's seat at all. I said, mm. I'm going to enjoy myself, but, uh, I'm not the one in charge here. Which I really like, you know. It was it, 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 it was perfect. Yeah, nice, uh, nice way of uh, doing things. I said, no, 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 man, you're really gonna okay. okay. And he really insisted. I said, dude, okay, let me think about it. So a week or two passed. I said, you know what, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do another record. Cool, but don't be don't be disappointed but because he, he wanted to do the the gorgots record with me also but i said dude we already do the negativa so i said don't 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 be offense offended but uh, uh i i think uh, i'd like to do it with new people you know a new experience new i mean mm -hmm. not that we went full circle you and i but again we're doing negativa not that negativa was lacking experimentation there's plenty mm -hmm. it's, it's right good. right totally. okay i get my experimental fix there even more than in gorgas because big steve really liked improvisation but me it was never my my comfort zone there and i never enjoy improvisation okay yeah and him he wanted to have improvisation like uh 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 sections in, in in composition very specific place you know but me anyway it, it was not my comfort place so that's why i i think i'm gonna make another record and uh and the first first person i had in mind was uh i want to jam with colin because i met colin he colin 
I came to Montreal when we did the Negativa uh, release uh, evening, you know, we and we played the, the whole EP. We did a show. And the next day, Martyr were playing in town. So, and, and Colin's big fan of Martyr, you know. So the next yeah, day, yeah. we went to see Martyr in Montreal. So that, that evening, I met Colin. So I, I kept a very good uh, 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 I had a good uh, I had a good time with him, and I had a very uh, uh, a lot of esteem for uh, for his work, you know, and uh, him as an artist. And uh, and I said, oh, I would really like to have him, you know, to play bass in the band. And uh, Longstreth had already wrote to me a couple emails but when i was more focused on yeah. the shop and i said no i'm not jamming anymore but in the meantime i ended up listening to knives of ice from dimmock you you guys know this record oh dimmock oh yeah yeah i know uh what's, the, his, what, what's the yeah what's the guitar player that used to we we, we sean? Hey, colonel sean yeah 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 he's the ripping corpse guy ripping corpse he, he had That's a band right. with right. Rutan back in the early 90s you know yep. in jersey exactly and i i, I was i was always big fan of that sound that jersey sound you know so totally so hearing knights of ice and dude i was blown away by long performance on that record and then uh -huh. i said oh i think i'm gonna write to this guy and he's in the new york area it's not too okay. far from montreal and then uh, i sent an email to john and he said fine colin fine but i needed a guitar player so when i told to big steve you know i want to play with different people blah 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 he said wait when we uh when we come back home after the snack there's a guitar player i want to show you on the, on youtube you, you, you got to see this guy i mean he's your man okay so dude we get to his place and he showed me a fucking dysrhythmia show dude yeah so i was i was in the same couch when i saw suffocation jamming <laughs> yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, Luke, but, but i was so in in awe it was like what the fuck and dude i remember the exact song it was bypass the solenoid so if you guys want to check mm. it out they're pretty young, you know, but it's very well filmed and it sounds really good. You know, the perform uh, Kev plays like a strat. It's very clingy, clinky, clinky. Yeah, 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 yeah. Colin, uh, you know, yeah. he's beating the shit. Yeah. So yeah. I always cite one show, Luke, that that was very uh, um, touching experience for me, which was Dysrhythmia and Behold the Octopus at a place <laughs> called Elbow Room. Which is closed, and by the way, RIP. Now closed, and it was a $6 cover charge, and they had dollar paps beers at the... It's like a fucking bar. basement show, or uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I, I always say that I, I got I spent $16, and I got fucked up and got, got to and see Dysrhythmia and the whole archivist the same night, dude. Yeah. Went yeah. home with a, a shirt from each of the bands, supported at the merch table you know and and had a great time uh warbreaker aka D david he was there casey i don't know if you were there that night but i know josh was there we we had a great time that night and and to see colin in his element with behold the octopus where he's playing the war guitar yeah that thing is insane to watch anybody who knows how to play it play it yeah. What's the difference? I'm sorry. Yeah. What's the difference? Difference between a Chapman stick and a war guitar? You already. We've already had this discussion. 
I know, but I want. I don't, I don't it's know. So it's so different. So uh, different. Colin would be your man. It's not different yeah, at all. I, I couldn't. Uh, pick get Colin on the podcast. Here, uh, uh, okay. Chat, chat. I'm going to do it one more time. Right. I'm going to do it one more time. All right. Sorry. Told me the, the Chapman stick literally looks like a, a, it's Dude, a small... how, how many strings have you played? You, I don't you care. Play, I can tell you. you explaining the string instrument. Anthony can play Wish You Were Here is, by Pink Floyd. A Chapman stick is a fretboard that is like okay. one solid thing. It, uh-huh. It's only like that small. Where it's but there's like, no maybe, body, so to speak, like, like a war To a Chapman. There's nothing. A war yeah. guitar the body. is a straight up... body. No, I mean, but a Chapman's also <laughs> fretless. Like a Chapman's also fretless. Stick, it's an actual, guitar is No, no, it's not fretless. It's, a Chapman it's a is definitely fret fretless. On its own. <laughs> Chapman's fretless? Yeah, no, no, uh, I don't know. Yeah. You gotta okay, Joel. Look at a picture. Just Google it for me right now, please. We've already okay, had this nice. discussion. I know for Chapman a fact stick. they are so massively different. Stick versus war guitar. Yes, Chapman stick. Look right. at a picture and then look at a war guitar. It is like a no, war guitar. No, is no, to... Luke's right. Luke's right. It's just the body. That's all it is. It's the body. It's the lack of the body. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I I don't know if the string pattern is the same or uh, this. I don't that's know. the main thing. Because Luke, you know that like a lot of those guitars, will, they'll be the lower strings. The lower note strings are in the middle and in they the go middle. out higher. And it's a mirror. It's a book match image. Yeah. So to it's kind of like for a piano player to play. Yeah. 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 Um, there's I don't know. It's showing like 20 different guitars. Uh, I thought a Chapman uh, and uh, like a War guitar fretboard is basically like those wide ass fucking. Looks like Max strings. knows. Max knows. Low strings. Are, okay. So, okay, Chapman's only only frets yo. Okay. Only yo. <laughs> only frets yo. <laughs> only frets yo. Um. Okay. Yeah, see, I haven't. I think it's just a. I literally think it's a brand of a of a Chapman stick as war guitar. I need to see pictures, dude. <laughs> he, Anthony, is so never like go, locked in. Never, like, no, yeah, I'm so a war guitar in. is different than a Chapman stick. Yeah, <laughs> Colin, Colin yeah. will make a whole forum. Oh, Colin would know everything. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Colin yeah. would be the the guy the guy that we're talking about is <laughs> the master to talk to. Yeah. So that that all right. So yeah. He's so, yeah, he's so, amazing. So these were the, the 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 partner in crimes that I wanted, you know, for the. So I I told the I I told the the the, the guys I said, oh so I I um, I wrote them, I sent an email to to each of them on the MySpace, and uh, and they they, they 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 each wrote back and they said, yeah, fine, uh, we uh, we want to do it. So great. So I said. Let me let me write three songs first. Then we'll get together, and uh, we see uh, where it goes. You know, we see. Uh, I mean, it doesn't mean because it sounds right that we'll get a long right or the other way around, or you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So, uh, so I wrote three songs. I wrote uh, uh, "Ocean of Wisdom." Uh, Enemies of Compassion and uh, another one, uh, Ember's Voice. So, uh, first weekend, <clears throat> first thing first, I went to jam with uh, with Longstreth one on one, and we nailed the uh, fucking uh, two songs, uh, almost two songs in a weekend, two two songs, almost three. We did a lot of work, dude. You have a I I. I 
I filmed the first jam. You see a video of our very, very first uh, weekend of jam uh, uh, rehearsal that we got together, and it clicked really well. We got along great. Uh, nice. Yeah, so we got all the drums on these guys, and then in the meantime, I, I, I did uh, all the tablature. I can't say tabs anymore. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's a joke. Be careful. Yeah. Healthier. <laughs> no fire in the music sheet. You know? <laughs> so, uh, so I did the. I, I wrote everything down. Send that to Colin. Send that to to Kev. And I yeah. said, "Here's what I play, and dress it up with 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 your style. You know, with what you think and do. Nice. What you hear on Colored Sand that we barely change anything. Yeah." You just let them do their own thing. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Anthony's still looking up. Look, look, is him looking up? He's still trying to find a difference between a Chapman <laughs> stick and a war guitar. Oh, look. I know. Yeah, Anthony's He's still looking on the, up. On the Chapman guy. And he knows that I'm sending him differences right now, and he just doesn't want to admit oh, it. Oh, geez. Well, anyways, um, but you were saying, Luke, like about like how you like hearing other people's influences, like on. Or like when you send the music and they send you back their parts and you hear it, dude, you you right? want that surprise element? There you go. It, it's and and dude, yeah, and, I, every time it, it never happened that like uh, I get a song and I'm like, not sure for that part. Never, mm -hmm. never. Right. Never. Yeah, yeah. They have they have a good. good uh, I like their 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 uh, their composition uh, 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 judgment because. You know what? That, that that's interesting. In school, there's a, one of the teacher I had in composition. He said, "You know what composition is? Composition is solving problems. Mm. What is the note that you're gonna put after the other one? If you put it to the simplest, mm. so it's about uh, fixing problem. Composition okay. is fixing problem. Wow. But maybe it's it's it doesn't sound too much fun. You don't feel like starting a band, you know. Right, right. That. I just but that's what it is at, at some point, you know. So, well, technically, to, to go back to 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 Colin and Kevin because they play string instrument like me, they dress up harmonically and everything. They have such a great uh, uh, sense of taking decision composition wise. So yeah. the way they fix problem compositionally, it's on the money. It's very confident. For my for my uh for my taste, you know. They know more equations in the mathematical aspect of yeah, fixing the, the have, problem. Yeah. Because they, they, they take yeah, the, it's, mm -hmm. compositionally they take the right decision. Oh, I'm gonna dress this, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this on this part. And there's always an intention. It's just like, well, I don't know. We'll see. Whatever. No, 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 no. Everything's there for you know a little. Uh, so, dude, and I get my fix because I'm I'm pretty geeky when we get into dude, right, dude, right. dude, dude, dude. When we when we did the Pleiades, you know the the 30, 30 minute song, mm -hmm. it was so fun. You know when everything was done. So okay, we do a run through, and every time it was like, oh, what's up? Uh, minor detail. So. So it was like, dude, we should have a shirt made like a minor detail. Oh, we're gonna do 
like this thing here because of that and it's it's like micro detail all the time you know so it was like a, it became like a joke you know at some point but 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 we stopped for a reason to fix those little things you know that's that's what made what the music is you know so <laughs> totally <laughs> Yeah. Well, we got some. Uh, I, actually, one thing I want to get to. I, I told everyone in the chat. I was like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna save the questions for later." Yeah. By um, the way, we've had quite a bit of uh, chat activity tonight, which is awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some questions. I mean, Luke, you you bring people out of the woodwork. Yeah, dude. Not, oh, not yeah. The, not, yeah, yeah. Woodwork, you know, it's not uh, woodshed for fucking uh, scale practice. Fuck that. Get the table saw moving, buddy. Fuck the scale. <laughs> did you ever practice? Like, did you ever sit down, Luke? And I mean, now I'm a guitar player talking to you. Um, just sit and work on scales. Did you ever just? No. No. Never. No, but I, but I, but I love practicing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you yeah. practice? I think the most important thing about uh, guitar playing and and is how you practice like most people will, will be like oh i'm just gonna mess around for a no. second or or like some people will be like oh i'm doing 30 minutes of scales 30 minutes of songwriting 30 minutes of whatever i'm but, like I, but, but to me it, it depends what you want to accomplish you know me i'm not a good lead player so i kind of i kind of you know that that's kev's uh, department you know okay but, okay but but lately i've been relearning songs from consider dead and i play all most of the lead on Consider Dead. Dude, uh -huh. I haven't played these songs in 30 years. And wow. So much fun. Yeah, dude. Awesome. Learning this, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but to answer your question, that's something I learned from uh, from classical music rehearsal experience. You know, mm -hmm. let's say you, you practice, because I sang a lot in choirs. When I left school, I kept, I, I kept doing classical music in Montreal, but I was singing tenor in the choir. I was very good friend with the conductor, you know, and I was like a roadie for the orchestra. I would place all the stands for rehearsal and all that stuff. So it was my job, you know. But, yeah, exactly. So, so, But my point is, is that from my experience in, in the classical music, when you get together for rehearsal, you don't practice what you know. You practice what you don't know. Okay. So, so, so you fix the problems. You said all the parts that we know, we can play that, you know inside out no problem let's let's just focus on this and that and this and that and then we can do a run through maybe at the end of rehearsal well, or something. i think that make that's the difference between you and like people that will yeah. stay i mean no offense to, i mean also myself a lot will stay at the same level because they'll they'll practice what they're comfortable with and be like oh this makes me feel but, good and it's a fun time but they're not like pushing themselves to be but, like yeah but, go ahead. but don't don't get me wrong on me it's not like oh gotta gotta but lately my, mm. my focus to push myself, you know, I want to get better. Dude, I want to be able to, to play erosion shit again. But mm, there's yeah. no way tomorrow morning I wake up, even with the best night of sleep, there's no way I can do that. I don't really? have the toolbox anymore for this. No so shit. so I'm, I'm going to sit down. So it, when, when, I, when we decided to play uh, like the show in Philly and learn old shit. Yeah. So uh, consider Dev a lot of uh, tremolo picking. It's old school uh, death metal, you know, like yeah, uh, Disincarnated, you know, all the skank beats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, dude, yeah. for easily three weeks, let's say two hours in the morning, I would just practice the, 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 the you know, I just, just getting I just like a, to a beat. Out the picking hand, you know, and I even changed the, my grip. And I, I said, you know, if I was gonna, gonna start again to play this, 
this type of uh, ingredient in the music, so to speak, I'm going to do it right because uh, yeah. there was a lot of flaws and, uh, you know, uh, anyway, because because writing music like Colored Sands or Obscura, you, uh, I didn't practice those things anymore, you know, so so at the end of the day, man, it's uh, there's no way uh, I, I didn't have what it takes to 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 play the the uh, the older material anymore, but it's been uh, over a, a good month and a half now, and dude, it's so much fun to play, and I'm getting back on my uh, yes my my old skates and again, you know, so it's fun. But but I like practicing. Yeah. I like practicing. It's like once it catches on, you start like jamming yeah. again. And yeah, you, you, I don't you... get bored of, of practicing something boring for an hour. I'm yeah, yeah, exactly. Be on that, you know. Me too. Me too. I, yeah, yeah. That's what it. That's, dude. And I got that from uh, let's say when I started playing violin and viola. You know, the first uh, for half an hour when you start, you hold the instrument and you you just want to get the shoulder right. So you're gonna yep. you're just gonna change strings with the bow. Yep. Just to get that at the right place. So I learned how to practice when when I when 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 I learned uh, for the bit of viola that I played and everything. So coming back to the guitar after those years of break and everything. So I I I I'm taking the approach that I learned from uh uh playing uh violin and viola. So that leads me actually okay. to one of the one of the questions uh, from uh, Max, one of our great friends, Max from Anomalous. He uh, shout out. He asked, uh, hey. so since you're uh, I'm saving questions for later, that's me. Uh, what inspired the violins in the song "Earthly Love"? It, it's just that we uh, we wanted to 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 do uh, an, a different uh, intervention in the music, and that's back in the days when I was. You know the violin that's been has been there for a few years, and I was getting more comfortable. And uh, it's it's just and I was listening to a lot of chamber music and modern uh, composers. You know, like the okay. Russians, you know, like Shostakovich and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. I wanna I wanna uh, I wanted to find a way just to 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 put it to 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 to, to have a, uh, like a chamber music intervention in the in the song or something you know it's just it's as as simple as that yeah definitely definitely i mean um okay let's go to the next one sorry i'm, I'm drinking a little bit so i'm getting a little buzzed you know it's okay it's okay no it's getting, worry yeah it's getting it's getting later um so uh we're just okay. getting started here <laughs> yeah right i mean i'm fucking down to go all night luke may i'll go all night um yeah dude we're here for the long haul yeah yeah so uh okay I don't want to read all that. Casey, can you read all that? I'm drunk. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a long one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, considering, lengthy breaks between okay, considering the lengthy breaks between Gorgut's periods of activity, what does he channel the drive that makes him create extreme music in the band when the band is dormant? Um, does he see it as connected to woodworking? Or does he see it as completely separate? No, it's two different things. But me, yeah. uh, I like to stay uh, connected with the scene. I like to listen to new bands. You know, I, I, I'm going to go to Metal Injection, Metal Sucks every day. Uh, if there's something new, you know, I like to discover new bands. So I stay connected with this. Yeah, that's my way to... Uh... Do you still have that, like, that young drive that you had in the beginning of, like, finding new stuff? Oh, that's yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I did I did a lot of tape trading in my early days, eh? Yeah, yeah. 
before when I even a bit before I started the band. So I was really I, I was pen paling with Manelli from Pestilence. I was wow. writing with Yufe from Entomb. I was writing with a couple bands, you know, like a, you know Metallian that did Slayer Mag. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In Norway, he is the first guy that did a Gorgots review, you know, with a, wow. with a song rehearsal, yeah. you know. So I, I always wanted to stay connected, even when we I'm not uh, like active, you know, with the band. But uh, it, 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 my heart is always there with this, you know. That kind of leads me in the, with the workshop. No, it kind of leads me in the next thing is uh, I mean, next question. So what has Luke Lemay listened to recently? That's new. That's I mean, probably like I would I would guess that like bands that you've influenced like Ulcerate or like bands yeah. like that you like love but like oh. what do you listen to that that's new lately, who's lately, giving you the surprise factor surprises yeah the lately the i've been night. spinning a lot the uh the new revocation which i fucking love God, yeah it's great it's great flawless yeah so i like the new revocation i like the last uh, chemist record i like uh what else what else what else uh last uh, cannibal yeah mm -hmm. Uh, 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 Firepower from uh, Judas Priest, dude. I spin that record so fucking much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what oh, else? Okay. What else? That's a good question. Because me, you know, I go practice uh, snooker uh, every day, like an hour, hour and a half, and I put the metal on the fucking Bluetooth, you know? So, okay. What's you got to explain snooker to me? This is a no. perfect time for me to learn what that is because. I was a billiards. I I am a billiards player. Oh yeah, good. Currently, I like to play. I I haven't played in a long time, but I call myself a billiards player because I've been playing my whole life. And I know that Gilbert's in the chat right now, or at least he was. He would love to hear this part. But what's the difference between snooker? Yeah, what do you I gotta like do. To but when you say billiard, do you play nine ball or you play eight ball? What do you play? No traditional. Um, <laughs> Just rack them up. <laughs> I don't even know okay, what it's so, called, so really. It's like ball, ball, balls. But snooker, snooker rack is, up the triangle and let me break that shit, and then yeah. I'll pick a side and you pick a side, and let's <laughs> so, go, dude. Yeah. So, so snooker is uh, is a British uh, game, and it's uh, the 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 table is twelve feet long by six feet wide, and the pockets okay. are uh, smaller, oh, and uh, and there's no corner on the on the cushions. You know, they're round. So it's very, if you hit the cushion a bit, you know, it's not going to go in. It's very, uh, very, uh, hmm. uh, uh, not uh, for, uh, unforgiving game, you know. Yeah. 15 reds and colors, you have uh, uh, black, pink, blue, yellow, brown, and green, which have all different uh, uh, values. So yellow is two, green three, brown four, blue five, uh, pink six, and uh, black seven. And the reds is uh, one point each. So you need to put a red to put a color. So when you put a color after, you put it back on its spot. So that's the way it goes. Hmm. Jesus. That's so, I'm uh, I have a pool table downstairs in my house and I'm I could barely hit the fucking any color that I need to hit in. <laughs> but man, me and me, I, I've been in love with snooker since uh, I'm like 13, 14 years old. You know, you gotta right. practice every day. You gotta practice like that that's like a lot, right? Oh that's, yeah, I practice yeah. like hour and a half every day. Yeah, yeah, you have to. So, what do you call your stick? Your we call it a cue. What you, yeah, yeah, it's a cue. Yeah, yeah. It's I had still? a cue. Is it the same yeah, kind yeah. of deal? Yeah, 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 yeah. But the, the tip is smaller. I had a special cue made by a, 
a very fine uh, cue maker in England, you know, custom and everything. And uh, I went to play twice at the Quebec uh, Championship as well. Oh, Jesus. wow. So, uh, but dude, don't get me wrong. I'm not kicking uh, the province ass uh, on snooker, you know. I, I, I'm okay. <laughs> Have but, uh, you tried to make your own cue? Yeah, I made uh, I made a couple cues uh, maybe two years ago just to, uh, yeah, yeah, on the uh, way. Do they play nice? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. But, uh, I mean, uh, dude, I got enough stuff on my plate with the science and the carving and learning fucking yeah. run anatomy. I have no time to for a cue business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're getting back but, into the touring industry, like, you got to come back and stay. In, if you're in Santa Cruz, Bay Area, we got a, a very nice place to stay. Pool table for you to show, show me up. Like, of course, <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Be you gotta come fucking... for sure. Oh yeah, totally. I love it. That'd be awesome, man. <laughs> now, for awesome. me, like my 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 main thing with with pool is, and it's gonna sound like really dumb, but like when it's, God, this is gonna sound so, so dumb. But like, <laughs> but just like the <laughs> like hitting the the longer shots, like when you have like you know the cue balls close, yeah, and then the long shot. I can't. I, I understand the angle of where I needed the ball. I get or aiming. It. Yeah, aiming. Like I don't under I. I know where I need to hit the ball. Like I get it. And you I'm visualize like, the target. I visualize where I need to hit it. It's all. I hit it. It's all. No. Yeah. <laughs> it goes, like, goes rogue. And I, I can never get it down. Point of contact. Well, you know. You yeah. know what, uh, Joel? With this again yeah. to make to make a link with the music, I brought the experience I got from learning riff and practicing slowly. Yeah. I brought that to the pool hall to practice technicalities. Like the way you get down on the shot, you practice those movements. That's why through snooker and music and the experience by learning violin, it got me very interested into sport, not for watching a football game, but yeah. about all the the, the 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 technicality. If you break down what makes good dynamic, like a good golfer for driving, what yeah, yeah. movement in. It's the same thing as practicing riffs or bowing. You need to break down all the movement to fucking nail it every time, you know? Mm -hmm, so it's gotcha. the same thing, like practicing with a metronome. So maybe that's the bridge I can make. Yep, that makes a lot of sense, those, actually. All those things that I like, you know? Because for me, it'd be like, oh, it's like people are watching. I'm like, oh, shit, I need to make this shot. Yeah. And I'll, like, I'll, I'll take the pressure and be like, The, the best I advice even... I can give, go on YouTube. There's great coaches, you know, and uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, give it a shot, you know, break it down. Like when you learn a tough riff, same thing. It's, okay. it's crazy because like the woodworking is like your physical manifestation of art. Snooker is like a geometrical, just like art game in a sense. Yeah. And then music is like meets in the middle of both of that word. Expression. Physical and something else yeah you know yeah. yeah 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 definitely it all meets uh, it, it all meets at one spot true. those things really do connect very well true yeah and, that's awesome and that's cool that yeah that's luke lemay guys but these are all state of mind that i enjoy when i'm doing those things you know but on different channels so to speak you know like when i'm when i'm 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 writing a new song. It's not like when I practice with the boys, you know, when, yeah. when I'm crafting new ideas. Then when I focus, you know, to, to practice the snooker, it's good for, for concentration, you know, and stay focused, you know. Uh, and mm -hmm. then uh, I like creativity when, when I'm, I'm in the shop. So it's all good for the mind, but on, on different uh, 
uh, uh, uh, different ways. Yeah. I didn't want to use this word too much, but it really is the only word that describes all of that really, which is hypnotic. Like you can get into a hypnotic state with all three of those things, especially when we're talking about Gorgas music in, per in particular. You can yeah. get hypnotic with Snooker. You can get hypnotic yeah. with the woodwork and hypnotic while you're listening to Gorgas, which I clearly was i succumb to every time i've seen gorguts live is you you kind of just get lost and taken with along the ride like you <laughs> that that that's really what what i'm looking for in a live setting and your music makes it 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 makes it uncontrollable to the point where you are just in a hypnotic state you're in this trance and you're just taken along for this ride, dude. Sure. And but that, that's what music and composition is all about. You want to take the listener to, to a place, you know? Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. yeah, that's what it's I was, all about. I was explaining it to my coworker today too, because I was listening to it at work and he was like, this, this makes me feel a certain way because he's not a metal guy. <laughs> and I was like, it's kind of more of like, look at it like a soundscape, like, you're somewhere think of some think of where you are while this is playing that's yeah. what I, that was the little homework assignment i gave him like if you're enjoying he's like okay he's rocking with it and he does enjoy like rock and roll and a bit of metal and stuff but he he was like all right it i feel a certain way and i'm like that's the point exactly you're not you're not really listening to it you're also feeling it and just feel what you're feeling that's what it's all about uh, you know the the very bottom line you know at the end of the day that that's what that that's the use of it you know that that's the role of it that's a role of art you know and uh, mm -hmm. yeah you go see an amazing movie you you go see uh uh, a concert you know so a play or whatever it brings your emotion somewhere you know that's right that's what it's all about at the end of the day you know so totally and, and <laughs> i mentioned it earlier but the tension and release thing is was in that conversation too and how he because he, he was like oh dude the the because he likes electronic music okay and i said tension and release and he's like i get it releases the breakdown and i said yes and sure. the build up the build up to that that breakdown is the tension. Yeah, yeah. It's like and when you have those, those twenty minutes long, you need peaks and valleys in there. Otherwise, exactly. And or an orgasm, or an orgasm. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, I mean, I'm just being real. And I was just telling him that Gorguts may give you, take you through a little more of that build up and yeah, the build anticipation. Up and that uncomfortableness before they finally give you that release like but when it happens the dissonance, the dissonance and then like fucking give you a fucking prize at the end there's, yeah there's a prize, yeah the prize the is at the end of the tunnel you just have to withstand the tension that we're gonna hear and feel you know until we get to that point but there always is that release and that's yeah. that's that's great and yeah. and it's not at any point that you would necessarily think it's coming and that's also think we the the word of tonight was surprise, surprise. and that was totally yeah. the word that i feel when i listen to yeah. your music is the element of surprise yeah and again that's something i said very often in interviews it's like me when i'm i'm sitting down and i'm writing new music i want to write the music that I would love to hear and that would go like, oh, dab, I'm like, I didn't see this one coming. 
Right. You see? So yeah. If yeah. you if you achieve that for yourself, you know, it's mission accomplished for me, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so did we how far did we get into the colored sands situation because i don't even think we brought up longstreth longstreth was added into the no no we did we, I, like, oh, okay. uh, we, i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah so we did uh we did we did the first uh, weekend you know we jammed up together the first three songs and dude it was uh right on we we did uh, uh we did the first uh, pre-production then uh, I wrote uh, two more songs. Uh, Kev and Colin wrote each of their song, and there you go. You have the record, you know. So it went, it went very, very smoothly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, getting those guys, all three of those guys. That's a super massive force, right there. Oh man, I say that often <laughs> also in interview with these guys. I'm the worst player in the band. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you give them around for their money. I'm the merch guy, <laughs> but you also you also influenced everyone in the band, so I guess you get that, right? <laughs> no. So, all right, and I I got I was very happy to have seen all the, one of the dates on that tour for that record. Got a T-shirt, still wear it till this day. Um then the last your last release how do i pronounce the first word again? is it platies platies dust um uh, um true monumental feat for me because i i always think of these long songs how we're talking about rush and you know all these other um examples of just writing one song that that goes for so long and and then also you know reading about the the lyrical content and and where all that came from and that made me want to ask you about like your interests in history and 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 antiquity and all that stuff because I was always intrigued by the Sumerians and 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 the fact that you you honed in on this it's the House of Wisdom is that yeah. what it was yeah yeah in uh, Baghdad and how it, it it to me like you brought that to my attention i didn't know about this house of wisdom it's such a beautiful story that that library that place so i know and 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 i had no clue because of you know what you only get taught so much in school and then you get left with you know your own um intrigues to follow after that and so you don't come across this situation where there was this place that um, was uh, preserving most of knowledge. humanity's knowledge up to that point. Yeah. And um, how, you know, uh, greed can quickly erase that if it's not protected well. I mean, dude, I I went into it deep after I realized what that out al- that that 
EP was was about, and I'm like, holy shit! Oh, it's, it's, it, it, it's a wonderful subject, and and you know what? What's fun? Uh, very quickly, like me, very often, like like Colored Sand, I wrote all the mu- We were we, we did all the music, and me, I kind of leave my radar open, and I didn't know yet when I was gonna talk about, and you know, and one day, my girlfriend comes uh, home. And she goes like, oh, I went to visit an old friend, uh, an old uh, working colleague today. Uh, oh, fine. And uh, she goes like, oh, she's got a young daughter. Okay, cool. Nice. And uh, she gave me a little gift. Oh, yeah? What was that? Oh, she had a coloring book and she colored a mandala for me and gave it to me as a gift. I said, what? Whoa. She colored a mandala. A mandala. What the fuck is this? I heard that word before. And dude, it's because of that drawing that that you got the colored sand concept right there. Wow! That, that's how it got on my radar. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. And and then I, cool. I went to do the research on the Tibetan people, and that's why colored sands. You know, it's made the mandalas are made with colored sands and everything. So my first my first idea lyrically was to make the whole record, each step of the process of doing a mandala, but then. I realize uh, the angle was too ambitious, and uh, dude, I would still writing lyrics to this day uh, for the record. You know, I mean, uh, no shit. So the angle wasn't too uh, wasn't good, but hmm. I wanted to keep the, my foot in Tibet and everything. I'll come back to House of Wisdom in a second, but I just want to. That's not good. I I, I, ju- I just want to share how the unexpected with 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 a with a young uh, 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 child uh, uh, coloring book drawing you know that's what gave me the idea for the fucking metal record you know so you got to keep your antenna always open oh yes dude yeah <laughs> you never know huh so um so i started reading on that and blah 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 and then i changed the angle for the colored sand you know four songs on the beauty of tibet and four songs on the disaster and the oppression so that's better balance you know and 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 bringing uh, mandalas to one song which is colored sand so this way we had a good uh, a good uh, structure you know for yeah. thematic uh, structure so to speak so, Way cool that's awesome so, so going back to uh, pleiades so write the music to pleiades and then hey you know what you're going to talk about and uh, not now not yet i haven't find it you know but right. I, I, i'm i'm checking you know and uh Reading my like uh, magazine with book reviews and stuff, but uh, I, I I didn't know. I just didn't know. So one day I go visit an old friend, you know, that would stop to the shop every now and then. And actually, he, he's an old, uh, he, he's a man much older than me. He used to be a diplomat in in Europe. You know, he had like political jobs and this and that. And he would he, he would promote the Quebec art like in Japan and places like that. Anyway, very cultivated guy. He, he he would stop at my workshop all the time. We became friends and we have very good conversation. And uh, yeah, so one day uh, I think oh it's been a while since I visit uh, my my uh, this man you know so so I said I'll just give him a call hey what's up blah 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 can I stop by for coffee and uh, sure. So I go visit him. So we talk about all kinds of things, you know. Again, we have a very good conversation, you know. So he's very curious and he's been all around the world and he's, he can talk about anything. 
So he's always like, "Hey, you you want you want this pile of uh, of uh, of magazine? You know, you you can bring them home." And he likes like uh, you know philosophical magazine. There's a lot of book reviews in there and very interesting topics, you know, uh, about anything. So okay, so I leave with the pile of uh, magazine, and one day, you know, we're still writing the record, and then having coffee in the morning, and I uh, and then. Uh, I see this uh, book review uh, page, and there's a book called The House of Wisdom. Mm. I said, what the fuck is this? And then it, it really catch my attention. So I read the review of the book, and I'm like, holy fucking shit. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. Right. I said, I want to talk about this. So, so okay, got to educate myself on the topic. So buy books, and then that. But different, differently from the Tibet, uh, 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 how can I say that? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm searching my words here. That's okay. Uh, 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 you know, for the period of time when I was like educating myself on the topic, so I know what I'm talking about when I sit down to write lyrics, you gotta, you gotta submerge yourself with the topic, you know? Right, so, right. But, um, uh, Strangely enough, I couldn't find this many books on the House of Wisdom. But there was a, an amazing uh, three-part documentary that you guys can watch. It's on YouTube. And it, it was made by the BBC. Mm -hmm. And it's called uh, mm -hmm. the, the Science uh, of Islam or something like that. And it's mm -hmm. uh, by a professor called uh, Jim Al-Khalili, which is a British guy. He, he, he's got two... Uh, uh, a British mom or British dad and, and, and Near East mom or I don't know which parents, uh, what nationality, but anyway, you get the picture. Yeah. And he's the one that wrote the book about the House of Wisdom, and it's one of his topics that is closest to his heart. And dude, this guy is a fucking neurophysician. No, not neuro, but astrophysician. Yeah. Super collider, studier, you name it. Right, yeah. right, right. I mean, no problem with math, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. He teaches like in fucking uh, Cambridge or something in uh, in England, you know, very old and and prestigious university, whatever. So, I found the book in New York City. Kev, go pick it up at Strands. You know, it's a it's a bookshop place, very big uh, bookshop. So I get the book. And dude, I was so eager to read this. And it's an amazing story. So to, to cut it short a bit, because I can go along on the lyrics, <laughs> uh, my, my approach for Pleiades was to talk about knowledge like if it would be like a person. Mm. That, that was because, because I heard a phrase, a, 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 a quote once in a, in a movie they were talking about knowledge, how knowledge through history would migrate. Imagine as knowledge as a person or as something that would migrate from one place of the world in different times in history. So per se, uh, in the 13-something, 14-something, a lot of knowledge like in Italy with Renaissance. And then after it migrates someplace else, maybe went to Asia or something. I'm, I'm just talking. I'm yeah, talking. yeah, no, definitely. And I found that very interesting that knowledge could travel. Totally. Okay. 
so so this and the house of wisdom so if you read the lyrics again think about this I, I, i'm talking about knowledge like uh, like an individual uh, 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 that would go from what one part of the world and then uh, and then and then re let's say if you talk about a person oh have you seen uh, such no i haven't seen it's been a long time and then oh yeah i see it in this five state away so you know it's uh, so imagine no. knowledge not five state away but imagine knowledge moving from a continent to another continent so it's the same yeah. concept yeah. You know? yeah 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 so that's what really got my attention so when pleiades starts knowledge was in rome in year if my mind's right it's 500 uh, or something i'm sorry my mind is not right for that. i don't want to throw out numbers for numbers but anyway then rome burns knowledge disappear dark ages and then knowledge resurgent in uh in uh, in near east or middle east in baghdad so that's that's what created uh house of wisdom you know and mm -hmm. then you had all those thinkers and it became a place for thinkers together yeah. and they the birthplace of, of a lot of things i'm sorry the birthplace of a lot of ideas it's amazing it's amazing it's 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 it, it, it's such an amazing topic and me i like this you know renaissance and all those older times you know but but and i'm really i'm really uh, uh interested into like science how science uh started and everything so house of wisdom just covered it all right you know so 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 at the house of wisdom you had all these thinkers you know that would preserve and share on those ideas and concepts and they would add like a 3.0 you know their mm -hmm. their own ideas so that's how algebra appeared and all these things so it's it, it's fascinating fascinating right so 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 again it was only because of a magazine little article you got to keep the antenna out you know and that exactly oh, wow you know and then just just to close on 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 pleiades uh, on, on on the lyric thing i said you know what i i, I do research on the uh, jim al-khalili you know the author of the book house of wisdom and i found his email at the university faculty of uh, science uh, whatever i said i can uh, i'll drop him a line just say hey what's yeah. up <laughs> <laughs> uh, love your book wrote yeah. a death metal uh, song about 30 minutes on your on your topic and it's fucking amazing you know uh, i mean yeah. i'm not saying that oh hey my song is amazing it's not this said so the book is amazing right 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 okay. right you get it and this guy does conference all over the world and everything so you get the character you know right Dude, two days later or something hey luke what's up uh jim here I went to check out Gorguts. Maybe it would be fun if I play some Gorguts when I walk in to do my conference on the house. Of <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That so nice dude. To take some time just to see yeah. And he even went to check out the band. <laughs> I mean, if if you're that guy and somebody contacts you and says, I made a 30 minute plus piece of music inspired by your writing, that dude better get back to you right away. <laughs> hey man these these people are busy they're teaching and I'm no i know i'm just saying it's like i shouldn't say that no if i was that guy i, know, I, actually I know, would be like oh man that that's so cool because he it's his life's work and and that that type of um uh compliment on his work to say that i made a 
30 plus piece of 30 plus minute piece and it's of music, extreme music based and, and on his writing so you see i mean yeah. nothing wrong when i started writing about gory lyrics and everything fine it's it's all good but that's what's great about death metal it can be a vehicle for amazing beautiful intricate stories oh yes you know uh yeah i gave up on the gore stuff angle that that you approach it to 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 share it you know the story yeah i wanted to say more with my writing pretty early in my life too i think 19 was when i was like ah oh, dude writing gore lyrics kind of it's just not my thing anymore. I, I'll still support the bands that I grew up listening to that have those style of lyrics, but I just wanted to do something different because I was a poet before I even started doing this. You know, you like words. You like the. the I love words. I, I really, really love so, to play with words. It's very fun. And don't get me wrong. You know, I had my share. If you read "Consider Dead" or "Erosion," and it's it's all good. You know, it's it, but but now yeah, I'm more into those those kind. When those type of stories end up on my radar, it's like, mm, you know, uh, I would love to to to. And also, uh, my my craft becomes a vehicle to share the story. It's like, hey guys, check out this story. It's amazing. You know, and you see, you never heard about House of Wisdom before, and it, it got your attention too because of the craft of death metal. You know, so this exactly. is all good. It's win-win-win. You know, no, it is. It definitely is. It's, yeah. It it gives a, a percentage of people who are in the underground death metal uh, avenue to be like, holy shit, there. This is where all this stuff came from. Yeah you know that yeah. just a piece of knowledge that they never would have had and that and then it feeds back into what you're talking about because you're helping you're pushing the knowledge forward to go f float around the the uh planet again as another storm you're adding to the storm of knowledge that's floating around the planet so just to come back on the uh, dr uh, al khalili you know I always said to myself, dude, I got I, I, I got to get him a Pleiades vinyl because in the vinyl, there's a nice poster, you know, and you have all these ancient uh, scientific tools, you know, to measure constellations and stuff like that, which he would totally nail right away. And, but that was inspired from his book, you know, so uh, someday I should I should send him uh, this, you know, wouldn't that be nice? He's got the fucking Gorgas poster. In the oh, office, killer. You know? <laughs> no, definitely. Like I said, if I was that guy, I would, I would be really stoked if somebody was that moved to can continue making yeah. something else that had to do with my writing. And here you are, hey, I got thirty plus yeah. minutes of music. And very humble, very nice, and taking the time, you know, to do that. So same thing with uh, with Colored Sand. There's a song talking about Tibetan leaving Tibet about a book that i it's called uh, Mur murder in the in the snow or something nice. and uh and i i wrote to the author you know to ask if i could uh, borrow quotes from the book as introduction before the 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 the, the, the lyrics you know and mm -hmm. he wrote me back oh no problem no problem so when the record was done i sent him uh, a link you know so we get to see because there was a painting for each song Right. And he was, he, and he was really happy. So he sent me a copy of his book, which I already have. 
but he sent me a, a new copy of the book and he, he autographed it uh, so that's so killer he, dude he, these are, you see life that's what it's all about those special moments you know so it's, it's exactly important. totally making a connection with uh an inspiration of your a true connection where you feel the genuine uh uh, thanks that they're giving you that that's what what else can you ask for yeah you know and say you know hey the story you 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 told in your book it's beautiful it's amazing and uh, that connects people you know so it's all good perfect man well Dude, I think we've have we gotten we've gotten up to current day. Well, current day now. Really quick, let's talk about now. You've decided to once again bring Gore Guts back. So let's talk about that for a quick minute before we mm-hmm. let you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I got the I got the I got, I got the email from uh, from uh, the, the 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 decibel and the festival and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. It was like maybe someday, I don't know when I'm going to start jamming and maybe start maybe jamming and writing some new stuff. And I was not procrastinated, but, uh, you know, very busy uh, with, uh, uh, with the shop, you know, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the, uh, a, lot of, a lot of sick people around in the family, you know, so I'm taking care of an elder one also, you know, so I really want to be present for all this but you know then we got more help you know from uh, for for the health condition which is that's all good and then i got the call uh, the email and i said you know what i really want to play you know and uh, so that this is a uh, and it was uh, uh, a very good uh, 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 um, how do you say that uh, uh, i'm sorry i'm searching the a very good uh, occasion you know by, by, yeah, yeah. it's a nice festival you know blah 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 anyway and albert you've been knowing him for a while it's family you know it's all it's all good so uh, and then i did uh, I, I said wait i need to get in touch with the boys you know to see what their schedule are because colin's very busy with the studio i gotta check if everybody's available and do it right away and we're we're so eager to spend time together again you know it's been six years so uh so it, it's all those things, you know. So first thing you know, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, playing fucking Rod Anatomy, and uh, I'm gonna have a fucking ball, you know. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So it's very simple like this, you know. But uh, and then um, of course, you know, and then then when we get done with. Now it's it, 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 it's a matter where uh, you know I started jamming with Patrice. I already jammed with Patrice like uh, two three times already, you know, and goes very good. And uh, and then we go to New York City next week and jam with, with Colin and, and Kevin. And and then so when when we get through the Disabel Festival and everything, for sure, I'm not gonna put the guitar away and just focus. Yeah, on that was gonna be my thing. No, 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 no. So I'm really in the mood. I want to. I want to yeah. write. Uh, I want to write new music. You know. So. Yes, that's yeah. where we were yeah. trying to build this up to. Where if if we can figure out if there's going to be a new Gorguts. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yes, yes, yes. We all win. We all. Oh yeah, and I'm really, I'm really. We all win. I'm in the. All win, the yes. for, for you know to be in the room and okay let's play that new riff from the beginning you know mm-hmm, it's like oh mm-hmm, man aren't we yeah, at, yeah that aren't passion we back 
that passion's you know? back. I'm really missing this, you know. So yeah, right? yeah. Well, yeah. man, Luke, I, I gotta say, Luke, like you've been one of the fucking one of my most like. I mean, just talking to you and stuff like one of my favorite uh, guests. Oh, like, dude, me yeah. too. Oh, yeah, it's for sure. Like, oh, yeah, it's been so. Like, like, you all nice. and like, there's like a, a couple yeah. of like, the ones. Yeah, there's, like, there's, man. there's some, there's some top shelf uh, episodes for us yeah. hosts, and you're, yeah. you're not giving me right much. up there. What's I'm that? not talking, not talking too much. I have a big mouth. You can cut it off and take it to thirty minutes. No, you might disappear for like fucking three more years. We never hear from you for a while. So <laughs> the fact that you're talking too much, like we're getting out of here. Yeah, make sure you get all. We're squeezing the sponge for as yeah, much right. liquid as we can, dude. Right, yeah. right, right, right. No, but thank you so much for showing up, man. We we are definitely huge for us. This is. And and thank you, Anthony, by the way, for fucking plugging away and poking this guy till he shows up on our podcast. I, I was poking yeah. your sides a little it. bit. Man. I love it, man. I love it. You you've no, meant no, so much that, to that's us. Very nice. You guys are passionate about the music. I'm always uh, I'm I'm always happy to 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 share about the craft and you know Definitely. writing. You guys play in bands and you we we all at the end of the day we're all passionate about the same thing, you know. And it's mm-hmm. it's just great, you know. And no, and, totally. and it is. Uh, I'll, I'll speak for myself and these guys as well. So it is an honor just to <laughs> even to Dude, even total honor for sure. It's an honor it's crazy. To, to even share emails with you, let alone <laughs> do a four hour episode with you. We just got through four hours right now, guys. Wow. We just yeah, broke yeah. four hours. Yeah. And and for some reason it is the the real like heroes of mine that have broken the four hour realm guys isn't that, was, that crazy yeah yeah there's yeah. only there's very few people who will break the four hour thing with <laughs> and and yeah. luke you no i i knew this was going to be a great episode not only because of our correspondence just because of how many people commented saying saying the same exact thing about how they've met you on at shows and how humble and nice you were and i remember my experience with you and saying oh yeah that's exactly how my experience was with that man and and yeah you but but like in shows you know i i love i love to be at the merch booth and meeting uh, with people you know and thanking them for coming to the show and and we hang out like where we just did together you know i I love this we're gonna do i'm gonna sit uh, in the fucking uh, green room and uh yeah, yeah. with myself i'd rather hang out with the people you know because you remember yeah. how important important your experiences are, are like when you're younger and you meet someone that you look up to and they're they're cool and mm-hmm. you're like mm-hmm. whoa okay that well, charges the batteries you know and it's uh, yeah, yeah. it's important to, for me you know it's uh yeah, totally. yeah. No, and exactly. i think in our our style of music our genre of music it's it's actually more uh common for people to be this way because we're already humbled by the fact that we're playing such a niche style of music. It's a small community. We always know it's going to be a small community. So it kind of humbles us from the beginning. It's not mainstream or uh yeah. 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 You got to be into it to be into it. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can't just like find it on the radio. And that's why I fucking love this community. I love everybody about this thing and that's why we're still doing this podcast today and that's why i'm fucking talking to luke lemay right motherfucking now <laughs> god damn it dude that's crazy yeah, awesome man. respect man that yeah was so much 
Yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm for Twitch people, we're gonna go check out another person that I f feel like is like in the same really? realm of like a new school of, of realm of uh, Luke. Is uh, we're gonna go rate Ma Max. Max is oh. playing guitar right now. Yes, Max so, anomalous. So our friend Max, we're gonna. So, uh, so, so Luke, how it works on here is that we like it's like a community of people that we watch like a live stream. We can send all of our viewers to go watch someone else. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. Send him to to Max right now. He's an amazing guitar, one of the best guitar players in like the newer kind of Been weird on show. A couple times, yeah, yeah. we love him. Oh, yeah. Amazing. But yeah. Fuck awesome. yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's do the wrap up, guys. Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, one more time for BattleForgeCoffee.com. All right. Help out the homies. Deeds uh, of flesh. Buy our fucking merch, dude. <laughs> buy their merch but before <laughs> you buy their merch buy our merch calidepodcast.bigcartel.com two different shirt designs please go buy them we are uh we love them we love you and we want you to wear them and show us pictures of them on your social shirt, media like, in the pod also we didn't do a live bagging but uh we'll do we'll bag it up live if you guys buy live them. like during the pod at least yeah all right <laughs> um but yeah and also hit us up on uh uh the socials um twitch.tv and uh youtube those are the places we want you to subscribe if you had fun stick with us we got a lot of stuff coming up and for gore guts where do you guys where do you you guys where do you luke want people to go to <laughs> guys i almost made it okay we made it past four hours okay, okay. i've been i've been enjoying uh alcoholic <laughs> beverages this whole time i've been trying to pace it and i think i've been doing pretty good <laughs> yeah, for, info, uh, for the band and all that stuff is that yeah yes where yeah. do you want people yeah, they, to go? Go, the best place is uh, the facebook page yeah facebook. shout out Just to steven Shout out to Steven, you're uh, the guy who runs yeah. the Facebook page. He's a great yeah. dude. He yeah. uh very nice and uh I liked speaking with him. So yeah. rock on Steven. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> hey Luke, thanks for thanks again, man. I, we've said it a thousand times, but man, this is this is huge for us and you've Thank influenced you so many bands that I love, including our own. Absolutely, and dude. uh Jesus, yeah. man. I Thank also said it was one of my favorite discography crams that i've done for an, a show because i've always loved gorgat so much and then i just got to watch listen to you from front to back your whole discography waiting for this episode and oh, i loved yeah. every second of it dude thank you oh yeah thank you all right man well hopefully we'll do a, a recap and hang out again one time yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll stay in touch when, we'll when in we touch. get back on the road you know we'll, we'll get to it. hang out oh, together please definitely definitely Take care, All guys. Right. Have awesome. a good night. Peace Thank out. You guys. Bye bye. Peace out.